That's the name of our boy band, a shout out. I think that's a perfect name for a boy band. That's we spell a great name for we a boy spell band. it S H O U E T with two dots over the O, and then out is spelled O O O T E. Oh, I was hyphen. just gonna make a quick tweak. I was gonna say S H O W. Okay, yeah. Shout shout because it's also shout like out. show. Yeah. Like there's also uh-huh. a show there. Yeah, shout. When I'm out. on when I'm on stage. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Let's do a shout out. Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland. In Anaheim, the happiest Makanti on Earth. Welcome to Bob Says and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about the Jungle Cruise makes its way to theaters and your TV, what you can eat when you go to Avengers Campus this summer, the Star Wars Resort gets a casting call, and in our main segment, it's our first Disneyland trip report as we hear about what a Disneyland is like during COVID. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my brother on the mic, the Zambezi Miss to my Kissimmee Kate. Oh, Absolute yay! Aaron Robbins. Those are Jungle Cruise boats. You got them. Oh, that's fantastic. You got them. Welcome to the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me on my show. Hey, no problem. <laughs> it's always fun to, to be at the place I'm where I am. I'm glad you came back. Yeah, I mean, well, it was there close. Was, I was going to say, there was a part of me that thought, he's not coming back. Yeah, there was there was a lot of car debate of like, what if we just stay here? How long do you think they'll notice if I just don't show up, like keep doing Zoom meetings and put like a little, like, you know. I think you could get away with that for a while. Yeah, six, nine months. By that time, I'm already a Jungle Cruise skipper. 100%. Yeah. That, I think it really tips them off when you show up in your costume. That's true. You're just yeah. like in the name tag, and you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm just, uh, it's just a thing. I'm just doing. early. How are you so tanned during COVID? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think the studio lights that I use for my Zoom meetings are tanning me. It's I need weird. to get vitamin D. It's really important. That's true. Yeah. Hey, episode 60. Yeah, you're 60. here. I'm here. Yep. We're completely slurpied up. <laughs> We're totally slurpied up. We had the Mouse Teenager in here earlier for the Patreon, Patreon segment. segment. We had uh, Judy Absolute uh, Humidity in here for the Patreon. Oh, it was like it was just like a family. It was a whole. It was like I was part of your family. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was super fun. It's great. How was your How was your week? Uh, how was your week? Knowing that you know that I was other places yeah. and your weekend and how's your week? My week so? wasn't nearly as good as your week. Okay. I'm assuming. I'm assuming. And and we should say at the top of this show. That what? you and you and I have, uh, we 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 went to lunch yesterday. Yep, and we have spent time together. We have not discussed your trip at all. Yeah, we have saved everything for this show. Totally. So uh, it wasn't so, even hard for me either, which I like. Somebody's asking me like, "Oh, I said I went to lunch with Scott," and they're like, "Oh, is, was that hard?" And I was like, "It kind of wasn't. Like, I don't know. We have plenty like to emotionally talk about. hard. Was it emotionally no, like, hard to, for you? To, to be like, there's this whole segment of thing that you guys care about. You have this news, and you're yeah. not allowed to discuss it. Right. And I was just like, for me, not really. Like, there's plenty to talk about. I love that. I think like that. That's the great thing about our friendship is like we have other touch points. Yeah. And in fact, you and I got into a discussion. That just like we were just brainstorming yeah. and dreaming about other things we could do that had nothing to do with talking about Disneyland or Star Wars or any of those things that we love because we just we've I use the term vibe. I almost use the term vibe again. I think it's okay. I don't you're I very think it is. yeah. I'm very concerned that is like if you vibe with someone, does that mean you're attracted to Maybe them? Maybe it does, but in our context it just means we're on the same on the same, on the same plateau. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, exactly. We're in the same bobsled car. 
Yeah. Like not next to each other. I'm in the back or front and you're in the other one. Like you can't be next to each other. Yeah. You have you have to be I like to stretch my legs out. And I hold your feet. Yeah. As we go. Well, I'm glad you had an okay week laying sod and yeah, vibing. Yeah, I laying sod and, over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't, you know, I, I thought often while I was both tearing up the sod yeah. uh, in my in my lawn and then laying down new sod, I was thinking, I wonder what fun the Robinses are having right now. I feel it's, like you do. Uh, I feel like I, we didn't we didn't talk about this really before I went down, but I feel like you sort of turned the Instagram account over to me. I felt like you sort of pulled back a little bit. Oh, 100%. Which I appreciated. We didn't discuss that beforehand, and I didn't really feel like there was a handoff, but I felt like, I wonder what I'm supposed to, if I'm supposed to post once an hour, once I a day. I was glad you did. Yeah. I was waiting. I was hoping that you would jump on Instagram. There's a part of me that like wanted you to jump on Instagram yeah. live so that I could like check in with you. Right. But then there was that part of me that was just really happy that you didn't because I yeah. just thought like, this is a pure experience for you. Like you, you don't need to be worrying about posting content. This is, this is you being with your family at Disneyland. I would hope everybody has that type of family experience and they don't worry about posting or, you know, even though we have a show, it's more important to spend time with your family at Disneyland than it is to be connected on social media. Yeah. And I, I didn't bring cameras down. I didn't do Instagram live. Yeah. Because, you know, part of that was the family thing. Not as much for me, but it's really like, I'm not paying as much attention when I'm doing that stuff. I'm focused on the tech and on all the stuff. Right, and right. so I wouldn't have noticed everything. And I was really like, I thought what I want to do is just really experience this as a Disneyland fan, as a dad, as a, you know, person doing this COVID. And I want to just really be able to speak intelligently and what I really thought it was like. And so I needed to yeah. pay attention to just be a per- be a person there. Did you and, take notes? Did you make notes or did uh, I did back at the hotel like I did. Jo- I did jot down things that I that 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 happened or whatever, but I just I really want to uh, we'll talk about that later. We will talk about that yeah. later. Uh b- before we get into the news, oh, I want to do a wait. quick shout out. We oh, yay. I almost feel like we need to do a segment of shout outs, but we're going to do a shout out right now. I think we should. All right. Let's do it now. I'm not going to put music in other than sh- So we want to thank, uh, we got two new Patreon subscribers this week. Yay. It's not subscribers. We got two new Patreon patrons. supporters. Yay. Or patrons. Mm-hmm. So I want to say thank you to Dale and to Nick for joining our Patreon. Yep. Uh, we are very, very thankful for the support that you give us Yay. over there. And and they join all the other supporters, uh, like long-term supporters, Todd, Danny, and Renee. Yeah. They've been around for a long time. Awesome. And so uh, to all of them, I just say thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. Every week we thank release, uh, or we try to release new uh, exclusive content You're going to find something on there. Uh, it could be me reading uh, the instructions to how to assemble a dishwasher or a sinky rater. I don't know. It's, you're going to find something. Or something some. even more exciting. Usually it's more exciting. I believe this week we're talking about road trip snacks on the yep. way down to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, There's the some places- other stuff in there, I think. But yeah. Am I allowed to say that I think that day Dale is my dad. I think you're allowed to say that. Yay. All right, well. My dad's name's Dale. I always thought that was cool growing up because people would be like, oh, like Chip and Dale? And I'd be like, I don't think so. No. <laughs> nope. I think like just like my dad, that's all. No. no I don't think it's not related. Not like that at all. <laughs> I don't think it's related to those things you at all. You just shut down that conversation yeah. right away. Supporting us on Patreon is awesome. We really appreciate yeah. all the Patreon supporters we have. Another really great way of supporting us is, of course, leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. Five-star review. Five-star review would be perfect. Yeah. A five-star written review, the best you could give us. That's all you want for Father's Day. That's all I want for Father's Day. Uh, I want to say a special thank you to Fallen Mitten, who said, who uh, left us a very nice five-star review. Yay. Fun Disney-fied banter. Recently, I got into listening to podcasts. Not sure that took so long. Not sure why that took so long? No, it's it, just okay. says, it just says, not sure that took so long. 
Question mark. <laughs> no, nah, they meant not sure that why that took so long. It's okay. We all get into podcasts at different parts. Absolutely. Doesn't Bob, matter. Bob says is one I followed. As a former Disney cast member, I miss the good old days and use this podcast to catch up on current Disney events Yay. that help me reminisce about the mousy days of yore. Yay. The team has improved their podcastery as they've gone along. Oh. Each episode is a bit better than the last. Wow. They have good chemistry and provide good Disney content. Give it a listen. Five stars. Thank you, Fallen Thank Bitten. you. That, that was, was like really a good. real review. I mean, there was like- Like a was, serious review. Yeah, that was like a serious like, yeah, I've listened to a lot of shows. You guys were terrible and now you're not as terrible. I don't think he ever said we were terrible. I appreciate it he all He just said way. we improved. Right. Yep. Most improved podcast. <laughs> Here, that's, we're getting merch in the store as Bob Sleds and Bantha's most improved podcast. Congratulations. You get better every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, you for the review. Five stars Five all the star. way. We appreciate that. Appreciate the support of all of our patrons and all of our reviewers. If you want to have your review read on the show, leave a five-star review. That's what you should do. Or if you want to have a whole Don't episode dedicated even say it. to you. If you want to have a whole episode, leave us less than a five-star. We're kidding. <laughs> Don't do it. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Can you do a yodel as Mickey Mouse? Oh, gosh, gosh, oh, gosh! Oh. I'm not sure. Oh, yodel, 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 It's not bad. I feel That's like the bad. ending's not great, but the beginning is good. <laughs> it was fun. Hey, what do you got news? You got some hot news for me there, Scott? Hot news, Whoa, piping hot. What's going Ooh, on? Don't touch it. It's too hot. I'm not. I would never. Oh, make sure to cool it off first. No, nah, I just put my news mitts on. Oh, good. Hey, uh, let's start at the top. All right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I don't know. Can we still call him The Rock? I think we can. I will never not call him The Rock. So The Rock. Forevermore, he made, shall be The Rock. He made an announcement on Instagram. He was like all sweaty. He was working out at the gym. As he my, should be. My first thought was like, that guy is huge. Yeah. He's huge gigantic. and sweaty. He's so sweaty. Yeah. He's so huge. Yeah. Uh, he announced on Instagram that Jungle Cruise is going to be coming to both the theaters and to Disney Plus on July 30th. Why would he make that announcement, not Disney? I think he made it before an investor's call. So I think oh, it okay. was like, I think it was a time. It would be fun thing. if you did it. You know what would be fun? Hey, you I know you have to work out at the gym that morning, but it would be fun. Do you know what would be fun? Huh. If you could tell people when that is. I know. Why don't you just tell them? No, no, no. no. It would be fun. Can you skip your workout that day? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> No. crazy. Could you do it during your workout? I can pause between reps. Okay. Is that what you want me to do? That's what we're going to need you to do. That's the best that you're going to get. I'm yeah. going to be really sweaty. That's fine. It makes sense with the storyline of the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, but it's not like humid sweat. It's Oh, it's just like sweat it's sweat? Hu- it's human sweat, not humid <laughs> sweat. Gotcha. We talked about this a little bit uh, on uh, by text. Yeah, of, we were texting about this. Yeah, about where we're watching this. We're going to hook up for a big uh, show, a big a big family Jungle Cruise experience. Yeah, and the, and the discussion here was like, well, should we do it over Disney Plus and yeah. we can gather our families together? Right. Or should we go to the theaters? Uh, and and I think there are really good points to be made on either side. Totally. If we do it in your backyard, we can do more theming. You can build like a like a 
like a Jungle Cruise boat that we can have our pictures taken with. You yes. know, like, like a plywood thing. Yes. We can have Jungle Cru- Cruise themed food. What uh, a Jungle Cruise themed food be? It's a lot of meat kebabs. It's a lot of like. A lot of kebabs. It's a lot of kebabs. Yeah. yeah that yep. kind of stuff, I think. Skewers. A lot of skewers of yeah. things, a lot of skewered bananas and vegetables yeah. and then meat, like some stuff. Dole uh, or, whips? Would we go Dole whips? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I think totally. Or we can go to the theater and have that return to the theater experience, That's which is the thing. kind of what I'm vibing on. I am sort of vibing on that as well. I like the fact that we're just reappropriating that word vibing yeah we're using it like that's the thing that we're feeling right now right we're, i don't know if it we're means, feeling it together yeah i don't know if it means a romantic attraction no i'm not feeling any of that towards you no. i'm just feeling like i feel like i want to go back to the theater if i'm our vibing on that as well yeah if our family's hooked up and did that yeah i hear your, your kids don't know a lot about surround sound technology and projection well that was the thing was like i, I talked to i talked to my daughter and she was like no i want to have the robinsons over we'll right. do a backyard movie it'd be so much fun i'm like you have a 4k projection and dolby atmos like yeah. she's and like, she's i don't just, know what that means i don't know what you're talking about I just know if we come over here there's like some talking laughing playing watching exactly. i get to cook you know that then that and i and that's where i i think this is an interesting discussion because it would be way cheaper if we just did it all over at at, yeah. at our house uh but there is that return to the theater feeling that you and i've talked about before where like what is that movie that's going to pull us back into the theater and jungle cruise feels, feels like that right kind of for movie. the podcast we'll have all the kids in the row in front of us yes and the adults in the back and that'll be fun. The only downside is that's like a $300 event. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like so expensive to take a full family to the theater. You would think that in COVID, they, they would slash those prices. They'd be like, yeah, return to the theater. $5. It's five bucks a seat. Maybe. Can maybe we do we lapses would. for five bucks? They're like, you can. What? Just it's please for show like up. A, yeah, it's like for a month, you can go lapses. If you guys go masks and vax, then you can lapse. We know that uh, movie theaters, like they're loss leaders in the actual admission. Like they make they make all the money on the, on the vending. Yeah. So they should just be say, like, come on in. No, pay whatever gonna, you feel you need to. I go to Dollar General, Family General, Family Dollar. I load up a hefty sack full of oh, yeah. beef jerky and Reese's Pieces bits. And, oh, yeah. yeah. I get some red vines. They go, is that food in there? I go, no, nope. I'm Santa Claus. It's presents. <laughs> no, I'm working on my figure right now. Thanks <laughs> yeah, a lot, okay? Yeah, yeah. This isn't full of candy. It's just so they're all like bulgy yeah. in weird places. It's like a Kit Kat burgeon, burgeon through. Yeah. I think it would be a really fun family event either way. How many lumens is your projector? That's the thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's not, you know. Talk to talk to a little storm. Tell her we're, we're going to the theater. I feel like we might have to go to the theater. Yeah. So July 30th is when it comes Yay! out. Uh, both uh, in, in theaters. It is the return to theaters. Also 30 bucks on Disney Plus. Okay. What's next? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Avengers Campus is opening up pretty soon. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, yeah. I can't talk to you about that. Okay. I can't talk to you about that. In our next segment, I can talk okay. to you about yeah, it. Okay, yeah, right, right now, now. all I can tell you is I saw it. Okay, you saw it. Uh, Disney uh, released what the cast member costuming is going to look like right in uh, Avengers Campus. And they also released the menu items of things that you can eat at Avengers Campus. Fun. I was wondering if you had an opportunity to take a look at either of these things. I mean, I think I got the general. I think you I got, got the general gist. Them. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of them, Aaron Robbins? Hey, some of the costumes are they're good. Some of them are a little casual. Some of them are a little casual. I think some of these are a little a little more casual than they've had. Yeah. So like the the Spider Man web slingers yeah. is like super casual. Like yeah. I would it's it's like shorts, board shorts, and board shorts and like a t shirt right with a t shirt underneath and like a baseball hat. Yeah. Uh, it feels, I like it. It feels a tiny bit Pokemon-ish to me. I was going to say it feels a little Magic Mountain-ish to okay. me. Okay, yeah, uh, I not, can see that. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but yes, more casual than I would have expected. It's got a, like a relaxed, cool, teenager vibe. The Pym the test kitchen 
is great. On point, right? You the sh- have the shawarma guy is great. You have a Pim test, test Kitchen. You have those who are working in the Pim Test Kitchen are dressed in lab coats with ties and hats. Yeah, like they look like scientists that are going to be serving up your meal. The shawarma place uh, food cart. It's fun. I, I would shorts. Say, Shorts. Yeah. That's not surprising though, right? No. Seeing shorts on that? The one that I really dig is the Doctor Strange costume. Yeah. Because uh, it is yeah. very it is very Doctor Strange-ish. It's a tunic with a cool sash at the waist. Um, looks awesome. Yeah, right on. I think they look good. I think it looks fun. Ca- more casual. Than Get you I, a little excited, I right? I mean, it's just a little bit excited for it. Yeah. No? Not really. No. Well, the, then, the Pim Test Kitchen, yes. Like, I, honestly, at the moment, I don't know a ton about. I mean, I do know a little bit about Web Slingers. Uh, the Pim Test Kitchen, I'm super excited about. Well, let's talk about that. Oh, fun! Because they also released the uh, what the dining experience is what we like in the Pim okay. Test Kitchen. You got breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks. Yeah. You have a. Uh, a we'll start with the, with the breakfast. One of the breakfast items is called the calculated breakfast equals e times two plus b plus t. I'm sorry, B plus P over T, yeah. uh, which is eggs two-way with smoked bacon, crispy potato bites, and focaccia toast. That will be the name of that for the first week. After that, it'll just be called the calculated breakfast. Right. Yeah. Or it'll just be called, can I get with the eggs with can bacon? Can I get the eggs and get bacon, eggs bacon and breakfast? Bacon. Yeah. Uh, the impossible quantum garden breakfast. I, I love the names of these things. Yeah. The ever-expanding Cinnapim toast. Cinnapim toast! Yeah, that's, that's good, like and that looks pun. delicious. That is... Uh, Particle bread, egg custard, cinnamon sugar topping with a fried egg. That looks delicious. It looks great. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not eating there for breakfast, but yeah, it looks good. Spoonful of cereal. That's funny. It's funny because the spoon's huge. Yeah, the spoon's gigantic. Yeah. But if somebody in your party orders that, I mean, it's bran flakes, bro. What's wrong with you ordering cereal? It's Just bran flakes it. and raisins. Unless the raisins is as, big, is as big as my head. Unless I have to eat that raisin with a fork and a knife. What if, okay, here we go. Yeah. What if the spoonful of cereal is literally like... One uh, bran flake. I was gonna not. I was gonna say uh, a uh, mini wheat, frosted mini wheat. Yeah. Like what if it's one like frosted a pillow, mini wheat, like a pillow sized yes. frosted mini wheat. Yes. with all that sugar on it. They put that in front of you on a tray, and they and give, give you, you like a, a gallon of milk to and pour. They, they'll over. have fun. Yeah, then that's Instagrammable. One hundred percent. People are eating the frosting off top of that, and like you know, the 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 wheaties flakes in there are like the size of ropes it's fun but i'm not going to disneyland going to the pin test engine and on bran flakes and raisins no all right what about the quantum pretzel now this is the i i feel like i feel like this is just a super pretzel uh you know like a mickey size pretzel yeah i wish it was a gigantic pretzel i wish it was that's like, a lot of carbs i think the killer app here is the sharp cheddar beer sauce and i bet you it's going to be delicious and i bet you're never going to be able to get enough of it so now i don't know if you took a look but there's the uh, atomic fusion pretzel yes now i am all over this it is me too 100 buffalo style pretzel with, loaded with chicken hot sauce ranch dressing blue cheese crumble celery and dill pickle carrots they have a picture of this thing you just feel so bad after you eat that i know but i i want this so badly yeah I want this so badly. They also have a peanut butter and jelly punch. Not a sandwich, but a drinkable peanut butter and jelly type sandwich. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Pim Test Kitchen is just a fun idea. It is. Now, the other things that they have, uh, I think, throughout the land Mm -hmm. is, uh, and and one of the things that is probably the most Instagrammable of all of these things, is the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet. saw that with holding, you get a Coke with it or a drink? I think it's just a Coke. I think basically it's just like a glove that holds... 
it's holds yeah, a twenty ounce bottle of it's Coke. Genius marketing. Though. They're like, you know, those popcorn buckets we sell for thirty dollars. Like, what's the next thing of that? Like, we'll just make gloves. We'll just we'll, make a glove. We'll make a Spider Man one. We'll make an Infinity Gauntlet one. We'll just put normal Coke in those. But what do you do when you're done with it? You wear it around the park, and then you put it up on a mantle when you're. No, done, you put right? it up on eBay. Oh, you put it up on eBay. Yeah. Would you buy any of these things? Mm, uh, the food or like these things? Would you buy the Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, Here's the thing. The Infinity I'm, Gauntlet I'm, drink holder. Uh, I'm ripe for buying the popcorn buckets. Some of those are um, like amazing. Yeah, they're fun, right? They're, they're really fun. The problem is like for me is the only thing I can do with it is display it. And, Correct. And they, it is not a toy and it's not cardboard. It's like somewhere in between in terms of quality. It's it's not Yeah, just, it's not like a collectible. Yeah, it's not really co- I guess they are collectible, but it's not of that quality. Like it is thin plastic yeah. that that is made to be a popcorn bucket. So it doesn't feel like something that I want to display unless I had all of them, I guess. So no, I'm not and they're not cheap at no, all. No, they're not. So I I do not collect the popcorn buckets. Uh, I think I got the R2D2 one and that's, that's I have the it. R2D2 yeah. one. What do you know? Yeah. They had like the ad at one. I like I wanted all those, but then I'm like, what am I really gonna do with it? Yeah, at the end of the day, where are you gonna put this thing? Like I want an actual ad at, and this isn't helping me achieve that goal. I should put more money in the ad at fund. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You take that popcorn fund and popcorn bucket fund, shift it over to an actual real ad at fund. You give me a glove where the power stones, like I'm holding a drink and I press the power stone and it changes the flavor of that drink or it adds a little bit of sh- little syrup. Like Ooh. there's a syrup, there's like a syrup receptacle in the palm in the palm, and I press the power gun and it just does a little bit of like blue raspberry, cherry, whatever. Then I buy that glove, yeah. Cause I'm just like press, 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 but that's yeah, too basically, sweet. Basically what you want is a uh, is a soda gun in a glove. Yeah. That's what, what you're looking for. Yeah, soda drink gun in a glove that I mix it myself in my glove. That's what I'm paying $35 for that, and I'm going all soda. I'm a man. I can do that if I right, want. I'm an adult. S- straight syrup? Yeah, I'm like, oh, that, you're going to bow out early. Your tummy's going to hurt. You're going to be curled <laughs> Your over. Your tum-tum is going the to be. rose. That's right. They're probably but you're right. like, that's okay. I'm, a, I'm an adult. I'm I can an adult. Make that I can decision. make my own decision. I'm going to wear a glove that shoots syrup out of it. I'm going to shoot that into my face. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. And anybody who comes near me, I'm going to shoot syrup in their this face. This is a too. test kitchen. You know what? Not a good idea. I tested it. Terrible idea. I would go with water. But now I know. <laughs> but now I know. Exactly. This is science. <laughs> what do you, you, would you buy one of these? Well, I, like I said, the, uh, the glove? Yeah. I don't think so. Probably for the same reasons. I like it. I like that it's available. Yeah, I do too. I think it's going to be really, I think it's fun. I think it's going to be a great thing that kids are going to want. Right. You know, like, and in that aspect, you know, it, you, you've, congratulations, you've managed to up, uh, upcharge a, how much is a how much is a bottle of Coke at Disneyland right now? Five dollars, four fifty. Great. Now you've you've three x that. Yeah. Uh, by by uh, making me buy a fifteen dollar you know or up uh, drink holder. It's it's fun. But it's fun. It's fun. And, and I will say, like along with the popcorn bucket, it is a souvenir. Like it becomes a souvenir yeah. uh, that that serves a practical purpose while you're using it, and then becomes a impractical souvenir to take home and display. <laughs> yeah, I respect any adult that gets this and then wears it to wears it to work on Monday when they get back from their trip, or just drinks every, every single That's time. That's what I you do have, now. Yeah, every single time you have a twenty. You ounce. go into like Red Lobster and they're like, "Oh, you brought your own Infinity Gauntlet." You're like, "Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much I paid for this? It's I like, did." It's like uh, it, it's it's the greatest like beer koozie that you could ever have. That's right. Like, just that's that's what I do. Is like, everything I drink out, I drink out. You of will put your lobster in my glove and those biscuits. I've never been to Red Lobster. I hear the cheesy biscuits are good. I mean, franchise seafood just always feels questionable to me, mm-hmm. right? It's like Long John Silver's. I just don't know about it. I'm not saying it's bad. Oh, I can tell you about Long John Silver's. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You dig on some hush puppies? Yeah, that's what you need. I don't know about the rest of it, but the hush puppies. That's all you get at Long yeah, John Silver's. Yeah, give me a bag. How many do you have in there? 
Real quick, make 60. How many do you have? Not enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't answer you. Yeah, I know, not enough. It's not enough. Give me all your hush puppies and most of your What are hush puppies on. made of? It's like cornbread and onions and like chopped diced, I don't know, chives. I don't know. There's nothing Delicious. seafood about it, right? I think maybe that sometimes they would put it in there, but not at Long John Silver's. This is just a dough ball. No, why would you put any seafood in a Long John Silver's? You'd have to defrost it. Uh, They're delicious. It's just a dough ball. You get little cracklings in there. It's yummy. Let's talk about this next thing. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel detour to the other planets during unexpected circumstances. Yeah, you brought this. Why don't you tell me about it? What do you think about this? I did not bring this. I don't even know what this is. I'm just reading the news article right now. So the Star Wars, uh, the, the Star Wars Resort, right? Yeah. The Ga- the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel over there in Florida. Over there in Florida, yeah. They uh, again, the 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 story idea here is is it's basically you're going on a cruise, right? Yeah, three day cruise happens to be in space, right? And you are aboard the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser ship, the Halcyon, mm-hmm. and they announced that uh, that like any other cruise ship, you would be going to normal ports. Ports of call. Ports of call. You'll be going to see different uh, d- different planets and different ports of call. The main port of call you're going to is Batu. Right. Right. So uh, Walt Disney Imagineer Anne Morrow Johnson talked about uh, what the Star Cruiser Hotel is going to be like. Yeah. And she said that when the Halcyon sets sail, it's it's going to cruise through the stars, but it may be interrupted in its different ports of call. Interesting. So, so the idea is you're going to be going to these things and you're going to be able to look outside the, the oh, windows okay. and see sort of where you're at. Okay. But you may get diverted because of drama. This does not feel like news to me. Well, it's uh, – Why? Because uh, most of this stuff is being – most when you're at a new planet, this is being generated by visuals on – on windows, fake windows and things like that. I mean, it's not like you can actually leave the hotel and go to any real planet. The only place you can go to is Galaxy's Edge. Correct. Bat 2. So this is mostly or in. Or Yeah, or, or, whoa, we found ourselves on Earth. Yeah. It's right. amazing. Yeah. You uh, go to the Orlando Ale House. So most of this is happening through drama within the hotel and stuff, the visuals and stuff Correct. that are happening in stereo. Uh, so I would expect that to happen. That doesn't feel very impressive So, to me. again, the, the question here is, is this a news item or are they just leaking out storytelling details yeah. about it? Which is which is fine. I think it's fine. I almost think that would have been better for them not to right. leak that. It was because, just sort of like an organic thing. Because it's not like you're opening a Star Wars themed Starship Cruiser Hotel. Like you won, you won marketing. You right. don't need to do any more. Yep. Let some people get in that hotel and then let them tell the story. Of like, dude, craziest thing happened. We, we were, were there. Headed and we were here, and then yeah. all of a sudden, Tie Fighters people, attacked. Yeah, and, and we got boarded, and people right. like, "Are you serious? I got to see that for myself." You don't want to like, yeah, we. I heard about that. It didn't sound cool to me, or I didn't understand it. So I think that's a mistake for me. And and this is the question that I have for you is like, is this announcement like this is it will there always be a detour or is it a sometimes like sometimes we get detoured or is this sort of like wink wink nudge nudge this is the ride of the hotel yeah the ride of the hotel is that you get boarded yeah i I would rather that come out through guests who've actually experienced it who can answer answer questions versus disney who can't answer questions they're going to stay in character for it and so they're doing this in a very in character thing and i think that ultimately might confuse people like wait what are you saying are these real detours it's like no no and then you have to eventually say look we have you're these, not we really have, going with space. <laughs> we have these drama elements. What? It's going to be really cool. This is going to be cool. Just trust us. It's going to be cool. Yeah, but I, I want to know, are we going to is Endor? This on the, is this on the Floridian freeway system? Listen, if we don't go to Endor, I want my money back. <laughs> yeah. I was really, I wanted to see some imagery because, of Endor. Because you told me you were taking me there on Star Tours, and I never got there. If that's what it is, like, you don't really leave the cruise ship, but it's like, hey, port call, like, oh, we went to Endor, and then, like, some themed Ewoks come in, and you get to have, like, cookies and milk with them. I don't know why that's anywhere. Oh. That's dope. Like, I'm into it. Cookies I and milk with Ewoks? I would have rather heard that, though, from somebody that went there. 
and be like, who, who, oh, we didn't get that. We, we, we diverted to Tatooine and Tusken Raiders did like a disco. It was crazy. Turns out I'm really good with disco moves in the sand. Tuscan disco. Yeah, Tuscan disco. Very, I'm good it's at. a very distinct. It's very, very distinct. A lot of hand style. raising. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of yeah. A lot of uh, rocking back and forth. It is, the yeah. same motions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so again, I, I think you're probably right. Like, is this really a news story, or could you just glean this from the other things out there? One of the other things that were out that is out there about the galaxy. What do they call this? The Galaxy Star Cruiser. I keep yeah. forgetting what it's called. I just want to call it the Star Wars Hotel. Yeah. But the Galaxy Star like Cruiser. Like everybody else on the planet. Everybody else is calling it that, but that's okay. The Galact- Galactic Star Cruiser is that they uh, they um, released casting announcements yeah. for uh, for the different roles that are being cast for this experience. So this is where that this is where the most interesting aspect of the Galactic Star Cruiser is for me, is mm-hmm. this like you live the adventure yep. over a course of several days. How well will this be executed? I think it'll be executed perfectly well. on the Disney side. I think like the engagement of actors in their roles, improving uh, with guests, and then also doing you know predetermined sketches and that sort of thing. I think it will be great. I think it'll be interesting to see how bought in the guests who experience this are going to be. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, they're. They're tourists. At the end of the day, it's yeah. tourists. Yeah, and I now have, uh, I now have, you know, firsthand experience of what what that feels like when it's executed like that, and 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 what it matters. And I'd say at some level, I don't think you're. I think if everybody in your hotel is a first time guest, I, I don't think it matters if they're in it or not. I think I think Disney is able to. I've seen Disney execute this on a level that you you can't not play along. Yeah. Even if you're like, this is terrible, I hate Star Wars. Tough. You're playing along because that freaking feels like Captain Phasma. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. Um, right. It's what I worry about is when somebody's like a third time visitor and they become sort of this like... Like, like they look, know I, what the beats are. I know, I know what the beats yeah, are. Yeah. And, and they sort of, they, I could see them ruining it in that like way. overtaking the but show. But Disney crushes yeah. in the, you don't know what to expect yet. We pre-thought it all out. It seems like we don't know what we're doing, but trust us, we super right. know what we're right. doing. Disney's sweet spot is, is that. Right on. So let's go over really quickly okay. what these roles are. Okay. Oh, fun. And we're going to play a game called, what roles do Aaron and Scott take on, right on. at the Galactic Star Cruiser? I love it. Okay? Uh, a cruise director. Ship mechanic, the fixer, seeking a confident and engaging actor with strong improvisational abilities to portray the fixer, character portrayed is a well-traveled, devil-may-care human in his 40s, a convincing and handsome schemer. He uses his charm to his advantage as he seeks out associates to enlist in his criminal enterprise. He is calculated and conniving, his calculated and conniving approach is an intellectual dance, a paso doble that leaves passengers wondering, was he the bull or the matador? Actors with sleight of hand tricks plus, are a plus and are encouraged to prepare a demonstration of abilities. Wow. This role sounds awesome. It sounds, it sounds like Scott Storm. I love it. Or Ryan Reynolds. I, <laughs> I just wondered what would you, happen. Totally, Ryan Reynolds would crush you, this role, though. Tell me he would not crush this role. Yeah, I know, you would do yeah, well. I know he would, you would do well no. as well. Do you do sleight of hand? Scott, this is for you. How can this not be the universe telling you you should apply for like, that job? I, I will tell you, when I when I read these roles, yeah. I was like, man, I would love to play the fixer. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so cool. That'd be such it'd be so cool to play a character like that. Uh, first order lieutenant, seeking a charismatic and engaging actor with strong improvisational abilities to portray the first order lieutenant. No. I mean that sounds cool, but no. That's not you? No. What right. what role would you like to play? Hold on, we'll keep going. All Saber right. trainer. Uh, no, I don't have that. Well, I mean, I have a little. 
You do? I got a saber on a podcast. Yeah, I wonder you if they could, would count you that. Whip that around. All right, I give that a B for me. How about a the first time cruiser seeking a youthful and friendly actor, guitarist, singer? Yep, I with can do all those things. Strong improvisational acting ability to portray the first time cruiser. Character portrayed is a Torgruten, which is a uh, Torgruten, if I remember correctly, is um, Ahsoka species. Okay. Uh, who aspires to be more than the alien next door. This hopeless romantic is a friendly and earnest musician who happily Love it. serenades his fellow guests as he aspires to impress the galactic superstar. He is a strong rhythm guitarist with a happy-go-lucky, easy-going musical style, struggling singer-songwriter looking for his big break, vocal range, low C to high A, low uh, tenor. Really? That detailed? Yeah. Goodness. I like that role a lot. I could see you doing yeah. that. Like, first-time cruiser? Yeah. Like, I'm happy to be here, and I'm, like, really energetic and trying to prove, like, what I got. Helpless I'm, romantic? I love it. Yeah. I, I, I could definitely see you as that. So those are the those are the roles that are being cast. You would be the first time cruiser. I would love it. Yeah. Maybe I could do the fixer. I really feel like I'd end up getting typecast into the ship mechanic, even though I don't fit the age range. Sounds like it's gonna be a fun hotel. I think that's what we can take away from that news segment. Is that sounds like Very a lot excited. of fun. And obviously, going back to like the 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 detours, clearly Kylo Ren is probably going to invade your ship at some point. Yeah. Uh, with his first order troopers or the first order lieutenant. I wonder what they say when you try to Jedi mind trick them about like, check out time is at 3.30. I will not be checking out at 11. You will be giving me a late checkout. <laughs> you will be giving me a late checkout. If they're like, yeah, we get that daily. Cut it out. At the, fr- at the front desk, we don't, it's none of that. Well, like, the thing is that they have um, all Tidarians. Uh, yeah. The Wattos. Yep, just floating, you know, floating, floating people. Just f- f- uh, with, their, with their wings because uh, mind, mind tricks don't work on them. They don't work on them. You're going to check out. Toydarians. Yeah, you're going to yeah. check out at 11 like everybody else. Yeah, don't try it with us. Aaron, that's the news. What do you say we take a break? Because we got a lot of talking about on the other end. Uh, we're going to get so Disneyland heavy. So if you just want to like be in Disneyland, close your eyes and, and, and let yourself go to the vocal stylings of Absolute and oh, Storm. Oh, yeah. No, mostly absolute. We're, we're going to have a lot of back and forth. Our first Ooh. trip report of what is Disneyland like. So if you are planning on heading down to Disneyland anytime soon, yep. this is what you can expect. The good, bad, and the ugly. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, totally. All 100%. Right. Let's do it. Break time. Break time. Hey, everyone. Uh, Congolution, welcome to the first episode of the E-Ticketeers all right. So um, you're going to say, welcome to, and then whatever the name of the show is. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be Scott Storm. I am. I am Scott Storm. Uh, we have a love of Disney. Disney somewhat in our blood. So, um, again, a point of historical reference, we're recording this right in the middle of the COVID-19 coronavirus scare. Yeah, what so, was that all about? Happy like the COVID-19, everyone. <laughs> it seemed like the country went crazy. You're listening to this in the future, and we're all still alive. I think this is actually a first. This is a first. We are starting a Disneyland podcast when Disneyland is not open or will will not be open very soon. But it is closing Monday, or and I think that applies to all parks. I I think so. Yeah, yeah, all parks like worldwide are closed. Which, of course, you know. Yeah, and that's going to hit Universal Studios. Probably at some point, all theme parks in the United States will be closed. Sorry, folks, the moose outside should have told you park's closed. <laughs> you know, our first show, of course, was recorded face-to-face. Yeah. Um, and we have 
Uh, I don't know if you want to consider this an upgrade or a downgrade, but at this point, uh, to thanks say. to thanks to our friend the coronavirus, yep. we are now having to do this remotely. There is enough work for me to do that uh, I stay busy thinking about that and not actually processing what's happening, like at grocery stores and all that kind of stuff. You know, um, everything is on its head right now, right? I mean, the, it, it's, it feels cliche to say the world has changed, but I'll say it for the eight millionth time and the world has changed. I don't think forever necessarily, but it's certainly changed right now. Um, Disneyland, when we recorded this, still closed. They're using the big scary word uh, indefinitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all, all theme park parks in the United States. You could not ride a roller coaster right now if you wanted to. Disneyland uh, news. Disney yeah. Disneyland tickets went back on sale. They sure last did. Week and you had a, a front row experience. Yes, you are going to Disney at the You're end of this week. You're getting presents. Uh, yeah, it is a huge week. You are returning to the parks. Yes. Until next week, he's been Aaron. I'm going to Disneyland. We are back. Yes, sir. And you are back from Disneyland. Back from Anaheim. So, yeah, so we we mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but like I I have tried very hard to not ask you what your experience was like. I really wanted to just hear. I want you to take me on a a, uh, a auditory journey about what it was like. You know, emotionally, what was it like going down there? Yeah. What was it like getting through security, yeah. uh, walking on Main Street? I'm wondering whether or not you're like one of those people, one of those crazy Disney fans that like got on Main Street and you just cried because you couldn't believe you were back there. Yeah. Which I'm going to make fun of you mercilessly for. Okay. If you are that type of person. Fair enough. Uh, and, and you know, just w- what your day was. You only spent one day there. Uh-huh. And then ultimately my question, and then I have questions about that, like, you know, threshold questions. So cool. Uh, you explore that space. I want, I'm just going to sit back. And yeah. I want you to ask questions. lots of questions because yeah, I think that will be the most interesting thing. Um, first, I want to say, like, there's a lot of our listeners out there that are thinking of going, have trips planned, have it on the books. And yeah. it's never it's it's not always the funnest thing when you have a trip planned that you're looking forward to. And then somebody's been and then they, they're going to come and tell you all the problems with it or whatever. Then you're like, oh, is it not? Should we not go or right, whatever? Right. And that is not what this episode is about or even what my feedback is. is so, like, if you're going, yay, you should. It's fun. It's amazing. It is the things that we left in a little different state. Yeah. Um, but I, I would take this only as my experience as accurately as I can give you and my opinions of what that experience are, not as a global recommendation or not recommendation of whether or not you're going to have fun or go, your experience will differ. You'll see different things. These things are changing. Uh, they are things that are in progress. Right. So take this as just a, an archival account of what happened on one weekend in yeah. May as I would Turn to Disneyland. This is your historical experience, and uh, it's not a value judgment on uh, on uh, on any Disneyland on the experience, on the worth of the cost of whether or not you're going to have fun. Um, But I've been to Disneyland in a lot of different eras, from you know when I was a little kid to after tragedies in my own life, tragedies in California, to now this thing of COVID, which was a very new experience. And so this is just 
just that. Now, a uh, friend of the show, Miriam Kenley, the yeah. Churro Fund, uh, who's over at the We Like Theme Parks podcast, I've heard her say one time before or a couple times before that any trip to Disneyland is better than no trip to Disneyland. And so yeah. I, I'm, you know, I think uh, with that in mind, I'm curious to know sort of what your experience is like because, again, like you said, this isn't a value judgment on whether or not uh, this is worth going to or not worth going to. This is your impression of what the trip was like. Yeah. So we got, we stayed at the Castle Inn & Suites, which I've never stayed at before, uh, across the street from Harbor. Did you roll uh, in at night? Yeah, we rolled in uh, at night. Uh, so it's right across. Candy Cane was under construction, like you said. Uh, and there was just really nobody there. There's probably hmm. eight cars in the parking lot. We were there, you know, not early, uh, and everything felt... Um, it felt like we were. It felt like Dante's Peak, where we like we were. We we'd escaped Dante's Inferno or something. Are you talking about the Pierce Brosnan yeah, volcano yeah. movie? And we like ended up Fantastic. in some small t- town as we were like, you know, and so like there weren't, weren't a lot of people there because like some stuff was going on, and so uh-huh. it's like, oh, we just got out alive and we're at this hotel now, and there just wasn't activity. There you got there on a Friday, right? Uh, or no, we got Thursday. There on a Thursday, got on a Thursday, Thursday evening. There just wasn't like a lot of activity, which I liked. I liked that, you know, that it was kind of a little bit sleepy, but everything yeah. felt a little bit uh, sleepy at that time. Normally, uh, you would still pe- see people piling out of the park. There would just be a stream right. of people down a harbor right. between the palm trees, you know, lined streets there. There would just be this sort of latent activity of people who had made bad decisions and didn't eat in the park. And they're like, well, now we got to eat. And they're just like trying to figure <laughs> yeah. it out. And there's people that bought too much stuff. Yeah. And there's like a stroller without a wheel. There's just this energy. And that, just that, that exhausted feeling. Like people yeah. are just like, oh, you see people that are just like, oh, we don't stay in a hotel anymore. We sleep on sidewalks now. Cause, Cause I, can't I can't walk. make it there. I, I can't make it walk there. any further. Yeah. Um, so normally at Disneyland, no matter what time you roll in anytime between nine and 1230 in the evening, towards a weekend, you're going to see activity, that that activity, that just sort of theme park breathing out everything that it had just had inside of it all day. Uh, And that's one of the reasons, one of the ways, you know, you're at Disneyland is there's just the streets are just there. People are spilling out onto them and they look tired and overbought and underfed or overfed. You get everything. And I really like that. And it wasn't there at all. Really? There were two or three people walking. It just, it just wasn't there. And the hotel was sleeping. So already I was like, what, what time did you roll in? That is a great question. I'm going to say 10, 9.30, 10. So maybe like the that. park maybe the park was closed for an hour at the most Yeah, at uh-huh. that point? Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, because it did close at 9 yeah. those nights. So maybe I shouldn't have expected any of that. But normally they do the, the after shopping that people hang out on downtown right. Disney and they just don't remember what hotel they're staying in. Yeah. And they're like or they get out plans. on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, and they're just yeah. Like, there's just activity. It's yeah. a big theme park. There's tens of thousands of people around there and they're all just trying to figure out their vacation. Um, so that, that energy wasn't there. And I remember I commented on like, man, it feels a little subdued. Uh-huh. Uh, and so the next morning uh, I got up to, you know, go for a walk and and just take some pictures with my phone and just see what was going on. And the park didn't open till nine, I think, that morning. Well, the, let's yeah. ba- let me back up sure. really quickly. So you rolled into the Castle Inn and Suites. Yeah. And you said there was like eight people in the parking lot? Yeah. So very empty feeling yeah. uh, uh, if, hotel It kind of filled up as the night went on. And by the next morning, it was definitely more filled up, but not like packed. Okay. It, it wasn't like packed. Like, okay. Normally, when we go to when we go out for like a little snack run at night or just a little Anaheim drive, I know I'm going to lose my parking spot. Uh-huh, it's like the right. only time I've ever stayed in an Anaheim hotel where I left a good parking spot, came back, and there were two good parking parking spots open. I was like, "Look at a bizarre world is this!" Like normally, I'm like, oh, "I guess we have to park out back now where there's no street lights, yeah, we're like down the field. street or whatever yeah. it is." Yeah, and so that was an, like a new experience of having like, "Oh, a better option opened up." Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So you woke uh, up the next morning. No, got the next morning. I woke up the next morning. I went for a walk to check things out, and the park didn't 
open till nine and I was out walking at probably seven thirty, seven forty five. Didn't open till nine on a Friday. Yeah, I guess it's before Memorial Day, so that sort of makes sense, right? Yeah, and I thought like, oh, no, so I can take pictures and look around, and maybe I'll go talk to a security guard or something like that, and run into Justin's guard probably. Well, like hopefully, yeah. like that's what I was hoping for. And there is like people already lined up uh, on the road, like on the interior road that used to access the old uh, parking lots. Um, there's already people lined up from the security checkpoint all the way like oh, sitting to get, down. waiting to get yeah, in 745 there's and i was like oh no we made a terrible mistake like you got to get in early so i hauled back to the hotel and i'm like everybody up out of bed get your clothes on we're going to disneyland <laughs> we're, late. we're, yeah, late. Get we're up. already late <laughs> so uh, we got ready probably left the hotel at 8 15 something like that so there's already does anybody in your family eat breakfast uh, you know, we give them because I know you hate breakfast. We, not really. We're not big breakfast eaters. Okay. We give them power power supplements. We plug them into the wall <laughs> for a little while. We give them some protein powder. <laughs> Eat this paste. We gotta yeah, go. It's just it's nutrient dense. <laughs> You're gonna need a bathroom in an hour. I promise. It's nutrient dense. Just choke it down. <laughs> so first huge change. Uh, you know, we walk down and and that normal walk down harbor from the candy can. It's super normal. Normal amount of people. Probably a little bit less. First huge change is the bus terminal where the buses drop you off from the hotels, which yeah. are just like little islands that, that you drive in on. Um, that's all closed. No buses, anything like that. That's all the line to get in. And so you go in this sort of like not really marked out line, but there's lots of people there telling you like, yeah, if you're getting in line, go to the right. And you just kind of walk the bus, the bus terminal loading area. So you just, I'm drawing this like S with these switchbacks with my hand, but it moves really fast. You're totally distanced and you're just kind of walking the bus drop offs in and out of those little islands. In are and out of those are buses not running? Are buses are not running? running in the degree that you would think. Um, so that area is all open, the giant green traffic cones that are there, you know, uh, they're like yeah, cement. And, this is, and, and so for, for our listeners that may be unfamiliar, there's, there's a drop-off area that, um, that is close to the security checkpoint, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And these buses sort of file in there and they drop off yeah. and they pull out. And some of them have hydraulics. So when they stop, they actually lower to the right. ground. I like that. And like so all of that, so all of that runway is, is, is now line. It's just line. It's just okay. line. And you're like, oh no, we're going to be waiting forever. But the thing is it moves super quick. I don't, I don't think we really stopped and waited. We just walked. Like okay. we just walked it really, really slow, but we didn't ever like stop and like, oh, how long is this going to take? We just kind of we just kind of walk. There's a mask vending machine right there underneath the Disneyland sign, uh, and then you get into sort of the formal like security checkpoint, okay. uh, and that I believe comes second. I believe your te- temperature is taken first. Uh, super quick um, forehead scan. We did go to one place when we were down there that did a wrist scan, which was weird. Uh, but you know, forehead scan. You go you go right in there. That takes almost no time, uh, and then security. Get your bag checked. That again, typical, nor- pretty norm- typical. Normal. No, no yep. changes to that. Uh, and then, what was we, the vibe? What was the vibe like in the line? Everything's moving so quick. Normally, the vibe of Disneyland is very excited, trying to stay with your group, trying to find the shortest line. But you're like moving ten feet and then stopping for ten minutes or yeah, five right. minutes, and you're moving right. ten feet and stopping for five minutes. The line just moves. It just hmm. moves. It's so spread out and it's so far back that it just kind of moves. And so I think that the vibe there was still just kind of I don't. 
I, I know I was playing back in my head everything I'd done to be in this spot. Actually, I was playing back in my head everything that I did to get on Rise of Resistance or to make that experience, which is like I waited for tw- like I waited for Disneyland to open. I waited in line for 12 hours to buy tickets. I drove eight hours right. to a hotel. Yeah. I woke up the next morning. I went for a walk to see if the line was too long. I got in line. I passed a temperature test. I passed a security checkpoint. Uh, and then I f- had to make it through a turnstile. And then I had to get a boarding pass. And, and then I had to get in the line again. So it's just like the number of steps to get on Rise of the Resistance is mind-boggling when you think about them all grouped together. Sure, it's right. mind-boggling. Yeah. In reality, it was spaced out over two months, so it wasn't that big a deal. But it's like, that's what I have to do to get on this, <laughs> this ride? It's crazy. Um, so, I don't know. The vibe's just pretty, pretty normal. Normally, there wouldn't be characters there, anything like sure, that. So, right. it's just it's just like a normal yeah. travel yeah. normal travel vibe. Everybody's distance and everybody's in masks, so that's odd. Um and then we went in and, you know, waited in line to get in the park. And there's definitely that, like, anxiety feeling of, like, I just know something's going to happen. Like, we're going to get up there. And then the pers- people in front of us are going to be like, well, we, we, we didn't buy tickets. Oh, we needed tickets? <laughs> For this? I thought it was, like, a free thing. I got this. I got this. Hold book. on. Let me call my family. Uh, they live in Arizona. It's going to be eight hours. They're going to drive up real quick. They'll settle. Just, I don't even really know what's going on fine. right now. It'll be fine. And I'm going to be I like. I got this <laughs> book of e-tickets. Does this <laughs> yeah. count for anything? And then and while that family's getting sorted out, they're going to be like, you know what? Disneyland's actually closed again. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, see? I knew it. I knew we weren't getting in. So close. Yeah. So there's that kind of anxiety. Um, but, you know, we made it in. Went through the yeah. went through the little thing. Uh, there was not like... You go under the tracks on the left side or the right side? Uh, right side, always on always the way the right in. Always on the right side. Okay. Yeah, almost always, 90% yeah. of the time. Yeah. That, and, feel, that uh, feels correct to me. Yeah, it does to me yeah. too. And so let's just start at Main Street. Um, yeah. It was not crowded. This is one of the few times I've walked down Main Street where I could see the end of Main Street. Ah. Uh, you know, felt like a Disney commercial in that aspect. Yeah, it did. It really yeah. did feel like a Disney commercial in that aspect other than, you know, and this, so at this point in time, I'm not really sensing anything wrong. Uh, music is there. There's no characters. There's not a lot of action, but everybody's kind of flowing Oh, yeah. In. There's no characters that are out there. Typically in Town Square, you've got, you know, there's so many checkpoints there. Yeah, three or four, yeah, yeah, uh, four characters. Entrances and, and exits. Are, yeah. You're, you're going to see something. Yeah. Uh, and usually you can't see down Main Street. You're, you're kind of watching. Yep. But so I don't know. Every, everything felt like it was still moving moving at a decent speed and it was moving at such a speed that i thought like well we should get on snow white right away cast members out greeting people not in the not in the amount that i thought i don't think there was a like a, the balloon guy I, I don't remember seeing anything like that yeah okay so but but on my radar nothing's abnormal at this point in time yeah like everything's fine other than the mask other than the distancing everything's fine at disneyland i'm feeling like i'm so glad to be back this is gonna be fun we should like i want to make sure we ride snow white i'm so excited to ride that Let's go through the castle and ride Snow White. So we go underneath the go underneath the the castle, yep. go over the drawbridge, and uh, there's just like lots of broken lines, like people standing, but they're, they're they don't seem to be in a line. Okay, and I'm like, dude, Snow White's got no line. We just uh, which we just, is brand new, Snow brand White's new. So I was like, this is yep. this is odd. So I go to get in line. And those cast members like, oh uh, no, the line for Snow White is uh, over there. I'm like, what what you mean over there? Like, there's a castle wall there. It can't be over there. He's like. You, just you mean need, what you went to like queue up outside of Snow White? Uh, outside of Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Okay. Which would be a crazy line for Snow White if Snow White line reached Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, like went through the turnstiles, left the, you know, the turret, yep. and then wrapped around a Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. That would be like something 
something's wrong. It's like Kim Kardashian on the ride right now. Like, why is the line for Snow White <laughs> so long? But that's why I thought it was new. So it was at Bibbidi Boppity Right. Boutique. So you're like, okay, well, it's, it, obviously everybody wants to ride the new ride. Yeah. So that's the reason why the line is. So this let's long. get in line here. And they're like, this is not like, the line. The line, you got to go that way. And I'm like, the castle's that the way. The line and ends here. It like, begins yeah. over there. That You'll t- find it. Go down yeah. that way. So we walked through the castle, across the left hand drawbridge into the tangled fairy fantasy princess area. Wow. Uh, and then around that, and the line actually started, you know, in by Tangled Tower in that okay. little area. Um, and that, that was my first thing of like, okay, something's something's not right. This is very different. And I, I, I remember thinking it was cool at first. Like, well, I would never stand in line in this part of the park, so I'm getting to see stuff I would never see before. But there was something really so weird. that's a real glass half, half full type of that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was. Oh, but, you mean, I've never waited for something uh, in Fantasyland over in Tomorrowland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think you're joking. <laughs> Oh, no. yeah, but, so I was like, oh, there's like a string bean tree here. This is neat. Like, hey, kids, look at the string bean tree. It's pretty cool. Uh, why, wait, why are we so far away from the ride? Uh, and so it moved It moved quick, but I just remember thinking like something, something's, this is different. I've never. Are they marked? Like, is, I, is there somebody like, hey, this yes. is the line for Snow White. There are people, there are people with signs that they hold them, like they're banner guardsmen from like a, a Knights of the Round sure. Table yeah. fight or, or some sort of like, you know, MOBA or something from, like yeah, that. From medieval times. Yeah, from, from medieval <laughs> times. Um, and then there's these green grip tapey sort of like uh, lines on the ground that say, please wait here. Okay. And those are spaced apart and, and they don't mean please wait in this general area. They mean, please wait on the green line. Literally wait right here. Yeah. And so it moves really quickly. And so I didn't think much about it. I just thought like, this is weird that I'm almost in Frontierland waiting for Snow White. Yeah. Um, So they went on Snow White and I don't know, I don't give a ride report. I'll just say that I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, They did not update as much as I thought they did, but the stuff that they did update uh, is is fantastic. Was it enjoyable? Was it super enjoyable? Do I think it's less scary? Not really. Really? Is the the ending like way more clear? No, but is it awesome? It is awesome. Okay. Super awesome. They did a fantastic job. I was screaming through the whole thing. I think my family was getting like a little embarrassed. What, Settle down, I think, Dad. I think you and I would be the same way. Like we're writing it as if it were the Super Bowl. So when somebody makes a great play, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right there. <laughs> That's how I'm writing. Like you go around the corner and I see something I like from an Imagineering perspective. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Projection mapping. <laughs> Projection mapping. <laughs> totally. That's totally how I am on a ride. I'm just like, I'm, I'm having a blast. It was fun. And then we went over to uh, Indiana. Uh, Wait, you went from Snow White to Indiana? Yes. Wow. Um, but in reality, there's nothing open in between Snow White and Indiana. If we go out that direction, like there's no food open. Uh, the Tiki Room is open, but the, you know. So did you double back? Uh, you double back to the hub and then yep. went to Adventureland that yeah. way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we wanted to get in Indiana and I heard it might go virtual and I didn't really know how that was going to look. Um, and we'd already missed our first. We'd already tried to get Rise of the Resistance boarding passes in the hotel room at seven. I think they go live at eight. Or seven. I think they go live at seven. Yeah. We were on at six fifty nine and didn't it didn't happen. Yeah. So you sent me a text. Yeah. Like again, we did not talk a lot about your trip, but you sent me a text and said, dude, rise of the resistance, boarding passes, went went were gone in a second. Yeah. Like and you said literally a second. Yeah. Like I logged on and I could not get them. Yep. We were there early, did a refresh, gone they were gone. And yeah. it even has a disclaimer that says like I think it says something like your bandwidth matters, your network connection matters, seconds matter in this thing. Wow. Like it, it, it was that intense. Wow. Yeah. And so we were like a little deflated, but anyways, that happened earlier. So we, so we were like, we're not going to miss out on Indiana if that goes virtual. So we went over to Indiana to make sure we didn't miss it. 
And then that's the next thing where where it's like Jungle Cruise is closed and uh, because of the refurb right now. Yeah, and then yeah. this is the first time I see these signage that is now all over Disney that says designated dining area. And I think that's a weird like that sounds weird. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why is there a designated dining sign in the middle of like the hub next to Walt's statue? Yeah, and I don't think that's a real one. But like not far off, I just started seeing the sign just in my periphery. I'm like, I don't know what that means. That's weird. Does that mean you're allowed to eat there because it's distancing? I just don't understand, but I, I didn't think much of it. Checked it away. Did you see people? Okay, checked it away. Go ahead. Yeah, I checked it away and, and then learned what it meant earlier, and it, it is one of my gripe points, so okay. so I'll get there. Um, so then to wait in Indiana, it was not virtual queued. Um, did we, you walk through the whole queue? We did, It's very odd now. There's a staircase now that enters by the Dominguez Palm uh, at the backside of Jungle Cruise, and then you go through the Jungle Cruise queue down and then through the Jungle Cruise and then back up the Jungle Cruise and then down, and then you do the outside snake, outside part, wait for Indiana. By the Jeep and everything and outside the temple? Yep, you do that whole wait. So and then, you do go through the Jungle Cruise queue for Indy? Yeah, but then once you get inside, all of that stuff, there's no fast passes, there's nothing, all that stuff moves fast. I mean, you're in line for 30 or 40 minutes, but you're kind of moving okay. the whole time. There's not that downtime where you're like, dude, how long has it been since we've moved? Like, I feel like I've been looking at this like bug forever. You're yes. just kind of moving and, and it's long, but you're kind of moving. And so, but once you get into an indoor area where they wouldn't be able to distance you, you kind of just, they don't make you wait at those spots. You so just breeze through it. Yeah. So they're, they're holding you in spots outside in other lands and really strung out because there's lots of parts of the queue where they couldn't hold you at all. They need to ensure that you're going to walk through that part without stopping. Yeah, and this is the thing about Disneyland. Disneyland was built with that type of queuing as its bread and butter. The inter- yeah. inside-themed, dark, switchbacky thing right. is like, how many people can we actually fit in this little small six-by-six six rectangle? It's like, well, if we, if we do that and then we do this little T-shape here, we switch back, we can fit 400 people right, right here. Right. And now they're like, we can have two people there. What are we going to do with the other 400? It's like, well, we'll put them in the jungle cruise and then when they run a jungle cruise we'll, we'll queue them up at tiki so you're going to queue up to get a dole whip and literally walk through the jungle cruise and then yeah. through indiana yeah. because it's wide open spaces right indiana it's fantastic still i'm not aware that any, there's there's any problems it's like yeah that was good uh and then we go to ride pirates uh and that's where things i think get funky for Starts me settle, set, settling that yeah, something's amiss here. Some, something's amiss here is that the queue for pirates we got into it at big thunder uh which is odd uh, but that's because again, it needs a straightaway along the river. Then it crosses over the road there, and then it goes into the. Do you like, have somebody like directing traffic? So it's like kind uh, of you're like in a holding there, holding area. Kind of. There's lines on the ground, so it it it's kind of a Hansel and Gretelish, but instead of cookies or whatever they're following, gingerbread. Great it's grip tape. There's grip tape. Yeah, uh-huh. but. Every ride has grip tape. The grip tape is not themed for the ride you're in. In fact, if Disney wants a little, if we're not doing this for a long period of time, but if you are, every other marker should have Pirates of the Caribbean right. on the grip tape. Right. Because you don't know what, the lines are crazy. The Haunted Mansion line. Do they crisscross? Is the grip yeah, tape yeah, cr- like they, crisscross? They do, their, they do their very best to keep the lines separated. But if you've never been there before and you don't know what you're doing, like you're queuing for Pirates of the Caribbean at Big Thunder sometimes. Yeah. And then, and, then, and then Haunted Mansion's coming down the steps and coming in front of the river. And so they're close. So you never, this is where I was like, I never really knew if I was in the right line and if I'd screwed up when I was in line and accidentally gotten like, in the line for yeah, something like else. Ju- jumped cues basically yeah, like, to a yeah, completely exactly. different like attraction. Like a grip tape hopped and like, yeah. and so you'd kind of want to be like, hey, yo, are you in for pirates? Are you, ask the guy in front of you, is he in for pirates? We all think we are. <laughs> We're not really sure. There was a, there was a lady with a sign, but that was, that was miles back there. And I haven't seen yeah. anybody in a long time. Interesting experience. That's like Weird. assured me that this is pirates. 
And so that to me got very frustrating and undisney like is that if the di- if the grip tape had just been themed to the ride or had the logo or on it or color coded so you knew color coded like, this was Yellow's for this Pirates, ride yeah, yeah I would have felt so much better because some of the time I had no idea what I know we're going on a ride I think or we're getting food <laughs> I don't, I don't well it's really, really exciting when you think about it, <laughs> it really it's like is. it's like uh, traction roulette like I don't know where we're gonna end up we could be we could uh, be on pirates yeah or we could be in Tarzan's treehouse I'm not really sure yeah Tarzan's treehouse never a line that was a walk on all the time <laughs> everything else. Really, and so so this is where the nomenclature stops. It really long lines, but not long duration lines. Right. So it's like, geez, yeah. how long did you wait for Pirates if you queued up at Big Thunder? It's like, I don't know, 20 minutes tops? Yeah, right. But man, I walked <laughs> walked longer well, than I'd ever lock, walked for that ride. That's actually, uh, that's, that's not unusual from the stuff that we have seen on Instagram or YouTube where it's these, uh, like I, I've seen time-lapse videos of somebody walking from the entrance to, let's say, Big Thunder Mountain and all the way to the end of the queue for Big Thunder Mountain. And it just wraps all the way through Frontierland. But because of the distancing... It it you're moving the entire time. Yeah. So you're you, to to your point, you're not stuck in a switchback where you're like I've been in this room for 20 minutes and right. I can't wait to get out. Totally. Of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally not yeah. that experience. Very quick moving lines. The wait times are t- are low, but it's just this experience of like, okay, we want to go on pirates, so we got to go to Galaxy's Edge first, then circle back to Big Thunder. We can get in line for it there. Yeah. Whereas like my whole routing, like I've been to Disneyland so many times, my routing is like dialed in. You want to get in line to this ride? This is how you get to that line. Right, right. In the right way. Now, like none of my none of my data, none of my forty years of experience going doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. It's like to go to the haunted mansion now, first thing you do is ride Dumbo, and when you get off Dumbo, boom, be right there. The, <laughs> the like none of that makes any sense. Yeah. And so that started weighing on me, and then I just had this moment. I don't know how to say this. I want to put it in a positive light. Where when we had our first dining experience, uh, you ha- almost everything's mobile order. I think the churro carts are not. But everything's mobile order. So you have to know about when you want to eat. Within a 45-minute window, you need to know where you want to eat, um, when you want to eat, and what you are going to eat because you you order ahead of time. You, you can't organically just walk up somewhere and order something? Definitely not. Wow. Yeah. All, all dine ahead. I'm going to say almost positive. Not. We saw people try to do it, and I, they were like, no, just you need to do it on your phone right here. You can do it in front of me, but you need to make a reservation. And it's probably not for right now. It's probably for at least in an hour and a half. Um, and I'll get to why that becomes even a bigger problem. So we went to the Tahitian Terrace, Tiki Terrace thing right by Jungle Cruise to eat lunch. I wanted to eat at all restaurants that I had not really eaten at a lot. Again, right. the theme for this trip was do everything different. Yep. yep. So we went in there and uh, th- there was a table of like five. I have four people on go. There was a table for five. And this uh, this this family like came in of like 18 people and like just took over this table. They weren't eating. They didn't have, they were just resting. Yeah. And I was like, well, there's nowhere to eat. And this is kind of the first time I, this happened to me. Disney. I was like, there, there's literally nowhere to sit. What am I supposed to do? And then it was, is it because tables have been taken out? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because tables have been taken out. Uh, then I had all this happened at once. It was like, dude, these lines have been really weird. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like this is making me feel, I haven't seen a character yet. That's weird. Mm. I think the music is lower. Like I can't hear any music. There's no like just Disney cast member activity. I can't find a place to like sit to eat. Uh, and then I, I, then I started thinking about that and I was like, oh, that's what that designated dining sign means. Like Disney knows there's no place to eat. So now they're designating like random picnic benches apart the part that I can go sit at. And that's now the dining. What? Th- but in like Tahitian Terrace, why wouldn't, why wouldn't that all be designated dining area? And that group of 15 that want to go rest, they go rest over there, uh, over in the other place. 
I don't, I don't know why they didn't do that, but they took that table and that mentally let, literally meant we had to just sit there and hold our food till somebody left and somebody cleaned the table, you know, for COVID and yeah. all that, which they did a great job of, um, which was like two or three minute wait, which is not that big a deal, but I just didn't know what to do. And then I realized, I think they have a dining problem on hand mm. and they have a line waiting problem and there's like a parade problem and there's like a lack of just energy. And I just had this moment for just me. This is just me where I felt like, uh, I'm going to describe it this way to keep it fun. Uh, you've seen men in black. Yes. Uh, Edgar, where Edgar's like this farming guy, he lives on a farm and he doesn't seem like he's a very good husband uh, and an alien sucks his, sucks all of them out. And, and it's like, he's like, it's like he's wearing an Edgar suit. Like it's not Edgar, it's an Edgar suit. Yeah. I felt like I was wearing a Disneyland, Disneyland suit, suit, but yeah. the soul of Disneyland was missing or hard to find. Yeah. There was a weird energy there, and I think it was from the the, the spacing, the masks, the lack of parades, the lack of characters. Yeah, because the, the park's lack... not set up to do this, right? No. Is it, that's essentially what the problem is, is that there's all these restrictions uh, that either have been imposed or Disney is imposing yeah. on itself for a space that is not designed to be this way. Yeah, and it's developed its own feeling over the years. And so when you when I really thought about it, and I, I'm going to exaggerate a little bit here to prove a point, but almost the entire landscape of the park is a line now. The lines are so long that there's no milling area. Everything is designated as a pathway for a line. And again, I'm exaggerating a little sure. bit. But like, you know, Winnie the Pooh, comes out under the bridge and heads up towards Splash Mountain or down to, you know, it just, everything is a line. The Haunted Mansion line, no joke. I mean, it leaves and heads towards Tom Sawyer Island and heads back that way and Pirates comes up that thing. And like, you're just constantly looking at a line or trying to navigate around a line. There's no hanging out spot anymore. So let me ask a question about that. So, you know, one of the aspects of Disneyland, especially Disney World is in Magic Kingdom is, is so large that there, and there's so much sprawl uh, that you feel it on occasion, but I think you really notice it at Disneyland that queuing is a very important thing. Yeah. Right? Because it it brings, and we, you even mentioned this, I think, uh, on the last episode, where queuing pulls people off of the main thoroughfares. Yeah. And so you have the opportunity to walk on those thoroughfares to get from one attraction to another or one food cart to another, whatever it is. And you see people in these queues. You see lots of people in these queues. I'm thinking of Haunted Mansion as I'm, as I'm talking about this, yeah. right? You see people just going back and forth in the gardens and then walking into the mansion. And you're sort of not a part of that, and they're not a part of your experience. Right. And so it would seem to me what you're describing is a lot of congestion in these communal spaces so that everything feels very crowded despite there being lower capacity, that's that's what it sounds like. Yeah, to me. And, it, and it doesn't feel congested in density. It feels congested in like uh, like you're showing up to go to like a boat show. And so it's like a boat show. So there's like a bunch of people there and nobody's like in a super hurry to get in. So it's all super spread out. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, this, this, just, this just goes on forever. It doesn't really feel like it's dense with people. It just feels like there's this weird line that's extending over. And then there's this other line. It's like going to Ikea. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> you just sort of walk into this space. And this is like the other problem with it is that Disneyland, if, if you'll allow me, it, it does work like a river with ports of with ports of call. Like right. you're in the river of Adventureland. You flow around. Yeah, and you flow around and then you exit the flow of Adventureland into the Jungle Cruise queue. And that is an entirely like distinct experience where right. you're in Jungle Cruise world, you're listening to the chatter, the radio station, then you go on it and you've just spent 
30 to 45 minutes in Jungle Cruise land, which is in Adventureland. Right. And then you get back into the river of Adventureland and you flow into, and then you might exit that and you flow into Pirates of the Caribbean. And you're spending so much time in that courtyard and you do the knock on the door and the tap on the window right. and then you're watching the boats and you're like, is it almost our turn? And so you've just done now 35 minutes in Pirates Land and you really feel like you had pirates. Now, like I'm doing some of that time up by Frontierland. Frontierland, yeah. right. And yeah. then I just get right on the boat and I just, I don't feel like I was ever really in that ride. I definitely rode it. Yeah, because you're not you're not in a mental headspace of being in Pirates. For a right? long period For of time. For a long period of time. Yeah. So you're experiencing Frontierland. You're maybe experiencing the the theme music of Frontierland. Even then, even the transition piece of moving from Frontierland into Adventureland or New Orleans Square at that yeah. point. And so, it wasn't ba- like it wasn't bad. I wasn't like sad or just upset different. or anything. It was just very different. Yeah. It was a very unique Disneyland experience. Um, and so then uh, during lu- during during the lunch where we finally got a table, uh, the second queuing for Rise of Resistance came up, and you know we were we were on it. The the button came up and pressed it, and we got a boarding pass. And oh, we I'm just so happy yeah, for we you. just all couldn't believe that <laughs> I'm that so happy for you that that happened. Um, so that that kind of that kind of turned it or, turned it around. Um, and then we went, you know, went on some other lines, went into two. We went on some other lines is what you just said. <laughs> we went on some other rides. <laughs> you sound like and my like, dad talking about yeah. his Disney World experience. <laughs> when, we went on these lines all day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, we went into Toontown and that was fun. Um, we, we, we did go on Roger Rabbit. Again, same experience. Roger Rabbit queued by, for us, queued by Small World or underneath the bridge. And then, and then, Whoa, and then really? Ra- yeah. They didn't even queue it inside. What else is there to do in Tomorrowland other than gadgets? Uh, in Toontown, yeah. All right, that's what I'm sorry. In Toontown. Yeah, no, Toontown queued underneath the train overpass, walked up Stroller Hill around Roger Rabbit's fountain, and then no, no internal queue at all. Oh, wow. You just ride onto the ride. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of bizarre. But then I got to see. Uh, a character interaction, and I was I, I'd seen I think one earlier Chippendale or something I don't know, but but it was Mickey Mouse, uh, and he was out in front of his house, and huge positive here, and then a really weird negative. Yeah, uh, and the positive is watching the skill of that Mickey Mouse. I'm getting like emotional. Like it was, dude, it was amazing. Yeah. Like he was on point. Whoever was in there, what? he's uh, Mickey Mouse himself. Yeah, was just. Uh, amazing. Yeah, okay. And so everybody kind of wanted to leave that area, and I was like, "Hold on, like I just you just want to spend time with Mickey. This. I just want to watch this for a second. I want to watch little kids have to deal with their interaction and Mickey. That's distance. He's on the steps of his yeah, house, right? And the kids down the steps on the other side of a fence. How's that ever going to feel connected? But Mickey Mouse made that happen. How? Through hand gestures, through pointing at things that they were holding, through doing facial expressions, from the interaction of like, like we're going to take a picture, turn around, you got to turn around, yeah, you did it. Like just, just so many interactions of telling them what to do. And I think the fact that nobody knew what to do actually let Mickey Mouse shine uh-huh. uh, because it wasn't just a quick pose and then you're done. It wasn't an autograph and then done. There was just this time of interaction of like, we're going to take a picture together and the skill of... Mickey Mouse being able to frame himself, the right pose in the shot based on the height, the number of people, the pose they were doing, just mad skill. He would just put himself in the right where I was like behind the camera. And I was like, how can he read the layout so well to know how to pose himself? So let me ask a question about that. Yeah. Uh, either with Mickey or, you know, I saw the picture that you posted on Instagram of Kennedy and her Winnie the Pooh bound yep. with Winnie the Pooh in the, in the background. Yeah. So is there... Is there audible interaction from the guest to Mickey? Like, are you hearing little kids shout to Mickey Mouse? No. Okay. No, and that'll that'll bring me to the next point. So I, I wanted to. St- I just wanted to stop on that. That that watching Mickey Mouse 
interact with the guest was a level of skill that I've not witnessed at Disneyland sure, before. And I was right. just like, I was impressed. And Disneyland always impresses me. You just never know what the magic is going to be. And I found it really weird that the magic for me was watching a, di- a COVID distant social interaction where I was like, that stinks that you have to do that. But dang, they have skill mm-hmm. uh, to be mm-hmm. able to still create a connection from that distance, to still do the picture, to still have an interaction, to still make it somebody feel cared for. Yeah. And that like, this is Mickey Mouse. His entire intention is on you right now. He's noticing what you're carrying. He notices that you don't know what you're doing and he's using gestures to help you figure out what you need to it, do. Is there a character greeter uh, over by the the guests to, to help uh, with that interaction? A handler? Right, yes. There is, and so if we can just take that as a very magical but weird thing that I'm just, I'm really celebrating Disney's ability to do that. Yes, and Mickey. And Mickey. He's very versatile. Yes. Yes. That's a hard thing to be able to pull off. Absolutely it is. Crushed it. Yes. For me, crushed it. I saw birthdays. I saw a girl, you know, who was her birthday, and she had a sign to sort of like commemorate it, so she held it out, and Mickey was very aware it was his birthday, can't say happy birthday, but was still able to communicate a happy birthday from 20 feet away on different levels without talking props. Yeah. So there is a character handler and, and this is not his fault. Um, but the character handler, uh, said several times, there is no official line here that there is no, there is no line. There is just so you know, there is no line. You're not in line for anything. This is not a line. Just so you know, there is no line here. You're not in line. So if Mickey catches, if you catch Mickey's eye, you better hold on to it because yeah, it, he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah, and it was, I think, two things. Mickey's going to leave at some time, and I don't know when that is, but we're not getting through this line. There is no line, so right. we're not getting through line. Right. And there's no distancing grip tape here, so just so you hear me, you're not in line. You're not in a line. You're on your own. And and they said it so much that I did have like a little snotty moment where I was like, dude, but they're they're clearly in line, bro. Like, what do you what? Do-? Yeah, I mean, people are clearly lined up to have their interaction, right? You can tell them all you want that they're not in line, but that little girl right there with her family, she's super in line, dude. <laughs> like, just acknowledge the fact that she's in line and figure out a different way to say that message because it doesn't make any sense because she can't get out of line and then go to the front and have her picture taken with Mickey or somebody's gonna be like, hey, no cuts, right? And it's like, oh, the uh, Disney person said so- there's no line. So guests were naturally queuing up to interact with Right, with, because with guests are sweet and organized, and this has been the routine for 700 years right. that you wait your turn, and everybody was waiting your turn, and this poor cast member had to be like, there is no turn. If you want to just come up and get your picture taken and cut in front of these people, do Have that. Have at it. Have at it, because there is no <laughs> complete line. Anarchy <laughs> it's complete anarchy in Toontown. It's complete anarchy in Toontown. And I just felt like that was necessary, but totally unfair totally unfair to insinuate and allow a line to develop and have no way to mitigate that to get people in front of now do you think it was because uh those people that were in there in that line that they were not social they were not distancing that they were they were naturally queuing up yeah there was no way to distance there was no rope there was no grip tape so disneyland had no way to social distance that interaction and so they were trying to make it spread out yeah yeah, disclaim spread out you're not really in line come up and it's like, well, how do we solve that everybody wants to go up at the same time? Maybe we could stand in some sort of ordered people. Ordered fashion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that maybe is linear in yeah, structure. That people would understand, intuitively understand from from just seeing it, yeah. wh- where the beginning of this, I don't know what we'll call it, shape, where the shape <laughs> yes. begins and where the shape ends. It's like a really thin rectangle. Like so yeah. thin that it's one sort of... Like, uh, you know, like when you take some Play-Doh and you just roll it up into a really yes. thin snake? Yeah, a little ropey snope. A little ro- ropey snope. Like something like that. Yeah. Uh, 
but I but I don't know what that would be. Yeah. So it was on it was you know, and it's not a huge complaint, but it was it was just that that struck me as odd, and I did get I got agitated for the people that were there that were waiting who were being told like you're not waiting, you're not waiting. Yeah. Sorry, and I was yeah. like, dude, they are waiting though. Yeah. Like, do better. I'm sorry, I'm sounding like such a jerk right now. I don't mean to be. No, I think again. I mean, I, I'm sure. Th- I'm sure that character creator would feel the exact same way. Yeah. Like, listen, they're clearly lining up. Yeah. But I've been told that this isn't a line, yes. and so I need to tell them that it's not a line. Yeah. So that people don't get upset yeah. when somebody jumps the line, or when somebody says, "Hey, how come this line isn't spread out?" Or why did Mickey I leave? Waiting? I was in line and Mickey left. Right. Doesn't he finish the line? Right. Let's well, like, don't you put a thing at the end and say, "This is the last guest that will get their picture with Mickey." Uh, like, no, we can't do that because there is no line. Would the natural answer there be to just make hash marks uh, uh you know d- designate a line uh that and maybe the question is, is like where does that line begin does that wrap all the way around toontown to be able to visit mickey and yeah know, i think it, i think you do i think you do mickey and minnie at, at mickey's house and you wrap the queue to the right of his house yeah, sure. back to the mine train gate and then up to minnie's and over to the wishing well yeah. and then towards the gas station i think you just do that and i think you need to have a person with a sign that says this is the last person for this this session uh, I have said this yeah. previously on our show. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. That was, was a little oi, oi, oi-ish. That was a little oi, but not bad. And in the interaction, I just, I want to double down on on the skill of the of, of Mickey Mouse himself. We get it. You like Mickey Mouse. I understand. He was great. I did, understand. Did a great job. Okay. Normally, a character would have their attention focused on the guest that was in front of them right now. Correct. Down, knelt, signing, interacting, right? So, right. so they would not be aware of people walking by them. They're aware of the time, the line, the handler, and the, and the guest that they're interacting yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. And so because of COVID, they don't have any one-on-one with guests. There's not really that thing going on. So almost every character we walked by, if we walked by slow enough, we could look at them. They're so good at what they're doing. They're so good at being them. They would eventually make eye contact with them. Almost every single one would eventually make eye contact with, look at us, hold our eyes, and wave at us directly. Sure. That was freaking magical. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I don't normally wait for characters. My kids like to ride rides. They don't want to meet characters. Penelope's terrified of them. But every single big hitting character made eye contact with my family and said hello. Squared up with us yeah. and waved at us. And that was that was good. I don't know what it is, man. It's the magic of Disneyland. But when, when Mickey Mouse waves at you... Dude, you feel happy. Dude, it feels good. Yeah, of course it does. It just feels like, yeah. Of course it does. Right on. Today wasn't all bad. You, yeah. Have you heard of Mickey Mouse? I have I know of, I have heard of him. I know him kind of. Like I And he certainly knows me. He kind of knows me cuz he waved at me and I know I'm 45 and I don't believe in fairy tales, but I kind of do. When I'm in Disneyland I kind of do. It's kind of magic when when Mickey Mouse waves at you and I don't wait for him. So to have that so consistently during COVID, it was dope for me. Okay. I like, I just I want the wave, man. I like the wave. Okay. I'm, I'm pro the wave. Okay. Um so that was good. Uh, I'll I'll stop uh, before we get to rise. Uh the next dining experience, uh, which was at the the Bengal Tiger, mm-hmm. was not good. The mobile ordering did not work. They lost it. There were no seats again. Now I'm very aware that the seating problem with dining is a huge problem that Disney needs to know how to fix. And their initial thing was, we just go uh, take over other seating areas in the park, and we put these big signs on that say designated dining area. And what our guests will do is they'll say like, oh, that's for somebody that has food. That's just not to relax. Except for nobody does that. They just, uh, they have a place to relax. Everybody just sits in the designated dining area. So you don't actually ever have anywhere to eat. So Bengal Tiger, whatever that place is called, really hard to get a spot to eat. Like it was a nightmare. Uh, And then we didn't get a drink or something. And so then this is like another dining issue is like, you can't just go up and get a Coke anymore. 
Like you have to you, mobile. You have to order. You have to, to mobile, mobile order. It. So it's like, well, well, your Coke will be ready in 45 minutes. And it's like, are you kidding? Are you yeah, kidding? I just want a Coke right now. <laughs> are you kidding me? So uh, Teresa went up to back over to the Tahitian Terrace and she's like, dude, we just want a drink. She's like, yeah, I mean, you got to mobile order it. And you're the next dining window is like an hour away. And she's like, here's what to do. Just order it on your phone right now. I'll expedite it. And then so Teresa did that. She ordered on her phone. The girl expedited it. And she's like, it'll be ready in 45 minutes. I'm just going to walk back and get it. So she just walked back and got it. But we had to like go through that to get a drink. So that was kind of odd. The dining is messed up, dude. I, I love Disneyland. I am so pro on this trip. Big thumbs up. But I will tell you straight up, the dining is messed up right now. It's messed up. I have a lot of reactions. People eating on trash cans. I think my kids made several jokes about like, this whole place is Scott's worst meal. <laughs> a lot of people eating on trash cans. A lot of people like, dude, where do we sit? Where do we sit? Like, I don't know. Can we sit here? Like, you can't sit here. Like, I just, we're leaning over. We're leaning over the shrub right here. Like, the dining is not... We didn't have any problem getting food. It was all fine. We had it flows over in Cars Lands. Like we didn't have any problem getting. But that's all mobile dining as well. You can't walk up to a counter. No, 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 no. I mean, no. like I'm having I'm having trouble understanding that you cannot walk up to. I can go into Starbucks and order no, at no, no, Starbucks, no. or I can mobile order. No, you're asking your kids. We're going to eat in three hours. What will you feel like eating at three hours? And 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 what do you what do you want to eat? And where do you want to eat that at? It's that's messed un, up. That's untenable. Yeah, it was not, that was my least favorite part of the thing is the dining, which is normally for me a time of relaxation, people watching, just resting. And spontaneity too. I yeah, mean, unless, what, what are, yeah. Unless you have reservations to eat us. Yeah, when we get out of this ride, it's going to be 745. Let's, we'll grab dinner right over here. What's right. right? Instead of that, you're like, you know, we have to kind of know not only what I'm going to order, but when and where. And it's just, it's terrible. Okay, it's not great. Let, let me, let me ask this as a, as a, a point of context. I think a lot of our listeners will understand. We've, we've all lived in COVID for a year. Yeah. So I think we all understand mobile dining at places we want to go to. So like when I go to Chick-fil-A and I put in my order, I'm waiting maybe 10 minutes at the most yeah. for that order. You're telling me that if you put your mobile dining order in at a Disneyland restaurant, that it is longer than 10 or 15 minutes to wait for your food? Depends on the restaurant, but it's exactly like fast passes, right? Like it's, you tell the number of people that want to eat and it tells you when you can eat and it's typically 30 to 45 minutes later, sometimes longer. Uh, and then sometimes if your family is indecisive, the time rolls while you're in the app. So it's like, oh, that dining slot's not available anymore. The next one's now Why at would that 30. be the case? I mean, I'm just having such a difficult time understanding why that would be the case because if you, let's it's say- seating. Let's, I think it's seating. Oh, they're trying to manage the number of people that are coming yeah, in. Yeah, the restaurants seating. are now fast passed through the mobile app. But how is that? I mean, truly, how is that any different than, let's say you go to the Red Rose tra- Tavern, right? How is it any different if you went up to the counter to order the Red Rose Tavern and then you're looking for a place to sit versus you're mobile ordering at the Red Rose Tavern and still looking for a place to sit? Why would it matter one way or the other? The capacity, right. the capacity may be less. But it doesn't matter which way you're ordering. They can't have a line forming. They can't have people going up and, and ordering at the counter and then being like, I guess I feel like eating now. They, they cannot have a line forming there. So you need to mobile order. Even if it's, I mean, but they have a line forming everywhere else in the park. Yeah, they just can't have that many lines. Dude, when I tell you like it's Lineville, like there's not room for all these lines. Like, Interesting. You can't have these lines. And even that they stop you and they, they tell you your meal is ready at this window. So go to window two and pick up your meal. Like, and they don't, don't stop. Yeah, they don't want you waiting in yeah. any lines. They're just saying, you're this person. Great. They scan your thing. You're at window two. Go pick your food up wow. at window two. I mean, I, and there's I, no seats. There's no seats to eat. Now, again, I, this is not bag on Disneyland by any not means. Not at all. I mean, this, Crushing it. this is a logistical nightmare. I'm amazed that they're able to pull yes, anything absolutely. off under these conditions. 
it's a great experience. If you're going, you're going to have fun. You're not going to wait for very long, but you're going to wait very long. Uh, the, the, the line that you're in is going to be long, but you're not going to wait in it for very long. It moves quick. Everything works. It's just very different than the, and some of the soul of Disneyland, I'm sorry, has been ripped out. And those things are character meet and greets, the, the, the just people, the unexpected bands that show up, yeah. the, the characters walking around, the parades, the lack of being in a spot at any one time for any length of time, feeling like you belong in Adventureland, like that's all gone right now. Uh, but those are just things that I had to deal with. Um, they were all summarily erased by Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. So then you got on Rise of the Resistance. <laughs> yes. And I'm not going to spoil that. This will be a spoiler-free. Yes. Uh, especially for me because yeah. I have I I've kept myself so I'm going to blissfully ignorant of what happened. I'm going to talk about what the experience was like getting the tickets and just my feelings about it. But I'm not going to say anything that happens. Sure. Um, so it's a virtual queue. I did virtual queue Indiana the same time, and I would like to rename virtual queues to line reservation. I think that is a much more accurate title. Is that different than fast pass? Yes, it's different than fast passing. What you are really getting in a virtual queue is a line reservation, meaning they are telling you what time you can show up to stand in line. They're not telling you what time you're going on the ride. They're telling you what time you you are showing up to then just wait in line. And that's different than fast pass. How? Um, that in Fast Past, there was a promise. Fast Past, I like the way you said that. Oh, yeah. You was, didn't mean that, but no, I like I the way you said it. It was like foreshadowing. Yeah, it was. Um, in Fast Passing, there was some promise that you would wait a very, a, a much significantly less time. So you're not getting in the normal line. You come up, you get to go through the side door, and we're going to get you on as soon as we can. I see. So the okay. Fast Pass had that guarantee. So virtual, virtual queuing is not any faster. It's fast, but you're still waiting in that line. I think we had the idea that like, oh, we can sh- we're going to show up at 7.45 and we'll probably get on at 7.50. And it's like, no, at 7.45, it's a, it's a 40-minute wait. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Oh, I see. So you're still waiting in a full queue. Full queue. I, I 100% see. 100% fuel queue. Okay. You're just not allowed to get in that queue unless you show somebody a boarding pass. Gotcha. And we did this for Indiana. So we thought like, oh, virtual, we virtually queued for Indiana, so we won't have to go through that Jungle Cruise part. We'll just show them our thing, and then we'll go on. And it's like, no, yes, you have the thing. Great. Now you can just wait in the normal queue. Don't have the thing? You can't wait in it at all. Interesting. So in, in some ways, you are... Um, Line reservation. Yeah, I was gonna say you're you're eliminating half of half of what the standby wait would be. Yeah, by just waiting somewhere else in yeah. in, in, in the park. Totally. Yeah, and there is no fast passing right now, so that's good. Right. So it is very quick. It's a great experience. The only thing is just the expectation. When you virtual queue, you are making a line reservation, not making a reservation to get on the ride at that time. That's a very very good. I didn't know level that. setting and distinction. So I did that at Indiana. Worked great. We rode. I drove again. Uh, and yeah. then uh, rise. That's, did you look in the eye, or anybody look in the eye? That's I look directly in it. Yeah, every time. Yeah. You oh yeah. Try, you gotta try not looking in that eye. Apparently, the Kennedy Research is that's why they have the mirrors off to the left when you first start Indiana, and he's telling you to buckle your seatbelt. There's there's mirrors all up against there. The mirrors are that you can see. What, see the eye from any angle. Uh, it's so that you can. S- in theme world or in story world so that you could drive the car by looking in the mirror and not have to look in. Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I look him right. I look her dead in the eyes, man. What are you doing? I know. I like the adventure. So rise, we go over to Star Wars galaxy. I mean, that part does feel very Disneyland because it's a mob over there. There's people trying to figure out how to get on that ride, trying to figure out that, you know, the, the shopping, uh, the two carts are out there. Um, so that felt, that actually felt very Disneyland to me okay. is nobody knew what they were doing. Bunch of people, nobody's following like the line stuff. They're just, everybody there's trying to <laughs> figure out how to get yeah. on this ride. Is this where it is? Is it back there? What is this ride? Is it still open? I heard it hey, went can down I get on that ride? Yeah. 
So it was just confusion and awesomeness. And uh, is, is this where uh, we queue up for Snow White? Yeah. Is this over here? Oddly, it's the same place. <laughs> so, uh, Rise of the Resistance, Snow White, queue up right, <laughs> right here. And then they diverge. So we got through waited. None of us have any idea what this ride is. We, yeah. get, we go through this, you know, this long line that goes through sort of a foresty sort of, you know, the forest of Batu. Uh, they're doing these radio announcements over the thing of, of COVID radio announcements, but they're themed towards Star Wars, like Rebel Talk. Oh, like, really? Yeah, like you're a recruit and recruits need to stay healthy. I'm being doing a cheesy version of it. Uh, their version is cheesy, but I'm doing a much cheesier version of it. But yeah, like the COVID announcement was themed to 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 a rebel resistance. And uh, then you show your boarding pass and they let you through into the where the queue experiences start. Uh, and so we went through that experience. I had no idea what to expect. It was a whirlwind of story and theming that was it is not a ride. And I've heard multiple people saying that like, that is not a ride. And that is an experience that, really? that is not even a ride. Uh, it so far exceeded my expectations. Uh, and Kennedy's, and I think everybody's that we were both speechless. And like afterwards, I think we all kind of just wanted to go home. We were just like, and we're done. Like, whoa, whoa, I can't, I can't deal whoa, with whoa. this anymore. <laughs> like I joked with you before about just calling and being like, you're not going to believe it. And it was very much like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say right now. I, I don't even know what that was. I don't know what just happened. I don't know where the ride started and ended. That was going to be my question. Did you know where the ride started and ended? I, I do now, but as it was happening, no idea. I had no idea. Just I had no idea what was happening. I really felt like I was in Star Wars, and I wasn't even trying to play along. I was just like, oh, okay, you need me to do <laughs> I'm here. Okay. You tell me how you oh, go here. I'm here. <laughs> I didn't know where the queue ended and where the ride began and where the ride ended and the queue began. I just had no idea. Oh my gosh. It is amazing. All my kids right away are, are we're see, I, I know you joked about coming down, but all my kids were like, you just, you, it's just important that Scott comes down right now. Is there a way you can call Mr. Storm? <laughs> just is there a way we down. can just fly him down? Like, it's very important for us that Scott experiences this right here, right now. How can we make this happen? And I'm like, dude, I, I agree. Like this raid was, this ride was made for him. He's going to lose his marbles when it's not even a ride. When you get to live that experience, you are going to lose your marbles. I think you should go on with your kids, but I kind of also think you should just go on <laughs> by myself. Kind of. Guys, dad needs this. <laughs> I just need this. Dad needs this. It's been a long time. I need this. It was it was so amazing uh, and, and confused. Did Kennedy. it feel rushed? Did it like the, the Q experience? Did the Q experience feel rushed? I cannot answer that question. Okay. Don't just don't ask any more questions. Okay. I won't ask any more questions. It, the ride that we got. Perfect. Like, okay. nothing else existed. <laughs> I was in Star Wars. Or ever will again. Yeah, as, as part of an adventure. And I knew it was a ride, and I lost myself being like, I don't know, I guess we I guess we need to do this. I don't know, but I feel like the fate of the galaxy relies on You it. got it, Poe Jammer, and whatever you need me to do. <laughs> it was very much, it was very much like that. It was just, and, and it, it was so good that Kennedy, uh, who experiences things very, like, internally, like, she got really weird after like really depressed like just sort of like it was so good it was so uh it, this is what it was i didn't know why she was depressed or not depressed is the right word down like she sullen. was there was a sullen downness yeah. about her and i and so i was like i was like obviously something's going on like what what you didn't like it and she's like no i loved it and i was like i know it was like amazing like what's going on and for her it was like it was executed for us on that experience so perfectly that she knows she'll never have that first time again. Oh, And it was yeah. so good that she was like, I mean, I can't tell you what it was like without giving away details yeah, of the sure. ride, but there was parts sure. like uh, of a family, like we were legit like 
escaping or rent. Like it was just so real for both mm. her and I. And she like, that will never happen again. At some point we'll sort of know. And I think she was oh, sad. Yeah, know the beats that yeah. you'll at least know yeah. the beats. They are amazing beats. But for her, like none of us knew anything. We were all experienced. We were all escaping together. We were all on that together. Nobody how, knew. But how much of that is, it's just so like that's Star Wars to me, yeah. right? Like, I mean, again, I remember, I remember the excitement that I had about going to see The Force Awakens for the first time, where it's like, this is a movie that I'm experiencing with my kid for the first time. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to expect. And and that you, you could only have that experience one time. Yep. Uh, but it's so, it's it seals in your memory. Like, yeah. I remember this experience. I will never forget this experience, even though I will rewatch this movie multiple times, even though I'll ride this ride over and over again, I'll fall in love with this ride over and over again. There is that, like, that mystery yeah. that, that is, uh, that is uh, unpackaged for you as you're experiencing it. And uh, and you you can't go back. Yeah. But you also cherish the fact that you had that experience. That's what yeah. it sounds like to me. Yeah. And I think that I think that's it. And I, I hope that's where we land. Is just like man, that first ride through of that was uh, was Disney doing what Disney does. Yeah. But at a level, I personally did not think was possible. Like I just didn't think that was possible. Like I to think do Radiator that. Springs Racers is a phenomenal ride. Yeah. And you're telling me categorically better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I can't. I don't even know. How, I don't even know what to think of that. Good. All right. It's a yeah. It's a very interesting experience. I think Radi- Radiator Springs is a really good ride, and I think it's probably the closest thing to it. But it's still. It's not. It's not. Rise. Rise is something. Rise is different. I don't know. And I also had this experience coming off the ride. I was in shock, and then they have those the two gift shop carts right out there that sell like helmets and stuff. And like, I was get just, those things away from me. I was, seriously, I was like, I, I want all of it. Oh, really? I need to get outfitted right now. You don't understand. <laughs> They're relying on me. <laughs> They're relying on me. I need a helmet. You got jumpsuits. I got to go back up there. <laughs> you don't understand. I did some stuff, and I might be called upon to do it again. <laughs> I need and to I need to be ready. I wanted to buy everything. That's my Disneyland trip report. You want to do gifts? You want to do a gift? I you you tell me what I well, well let me let's ask some questions. Okay, let me let me ask these questions, okay. right? Okay. I, I mean, you have done what have we been talking for eight hours? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You have done a great job of answering a lot of my questions. Okay, good. Right. Um I, I think I was gonna say what was the best thing you saw. I think we've just covered that, right? Mickey Mouse guest interaction and rise yeah. by far. Okay. Yeah. And uh and was there anything uh, what was the best thing that you ate? Was there something that like it sounds like the dining experience took away from any enjoyment that you would have had of the food. Yeah, that the you dining ate. experience was rough and we ate Did you do Dole Whip? Did you do we churro? Did, we did we did do a churro. It, it was not on point, but then we we ate it everything we'd not eaten at before okay. or tried to eat at. Uh, and so we ate at the Tahitian Terrace, the Tiki Terrace thing there by Jungle Cruise and we got some uh bao, some bao buns okay. and they had a, a meat one there that was delicious. I should have gotten like six of them. I got one. And I was like, this isn't lunch. Star Wars churro? No, I, I didn't even see them. Oh, interesting. Here's the other thing. Let me just say one more thing real quick because it's yeah. important for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the entries to storeways and at parts of the park are directionally controlled now. So like you can't enter the shopping area in Star Wars Galaxy from uh, like Ronto Wraps. You have to go over towards Rise and enter it that way. So a lot of things, a lot of shops... This is a really important point. I can't believe I just almost didn't even say this, but a lot of shops are, they have entry points and exit spots. And one of the things 
about Disneyland. It was so modular in the experience yeah. of like, okay, get off of India and that, that can flow into this gift shop, which then flows out here that flows into the bathroom. Right. Now I'm kind of like pin trading and then I'm at a shooting gallery and then I'm in Thunder Mountain. And a lot of those lines, they tried really hard to preserve them and I appreciate that. Great job. But they do really restrict the flow of like, well, to go to shopping there, I got to walk to the end of Adventureland and enter that way. And I can't exit here. I have to like, that doesn't make sense. It is like me. Ikea where there's like a distinct entrance yeah. and flow through the, through the, the yeah, shop. They're, they're, the flow is much more intentional now and less uh, amoebas or, or, or like just sort of like vibey. Like I'm just right. kind of vibing into this area yeah. and then I'm flowing into over here. Everything has a more distinct entry point and extra point. And I found myself at the end of the day when I was shopping on the Emporium of, of, of asking people, like, am I allowed to go out this door? And they're like, yeah, you can come out this door. And I'm like, all the time or just right now because you like me? Like, I, yeah, I don't know right. the, yeah. the rules. Normally, I'd like to enter over here and then at Refreshment Corner and then come through the candy park. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, you can't. Exits, entrance is right around the corner. And I was like, great. And I was like, oh, what they meant was entrance is right around the corner and then down eight shops. Yeah. And now I'm almost out. And like, we should just leave. Yeah. So it's that was it's that was kind of weird. Shopping the ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shopping the yep, the directional mm. experience. Yeah, that yeah. was very different because Disneyland's very modular. Everything flows into itself. Yeah, you can you can start in one shop and sort of end up in another shop and yeah. never actually go back outside, especially on Main Street. You know? Yeah, yeah. My last question was this: Is Disneyland back? No, no. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I wish it were. I I want to. Can you go to it? Heck yeah. Can you have a good time? Oh, yeah. Will there be magic? You betcha. Will you say you went to Disneyland? Yep. It's not back yet. What is, is, let me ask this, this, let me ask it this way. What is one thing that needs to change in order for Disneyland to be back? Or are there just too many things that need to change in order for Disneyland? Probably, probably it's a lot of little things. It's just things I've I've mentioned, I think, on the podcast is, is the, it's the like Disneyland has a lifeblood that runs through it, and that lifeblood is impromptu interactions, characters, parades, fireworks, just running into things you didn't expect that right. make the park have yeah, a it's heartbeat. A very, it's, it's it's made to be spontaneous, even though over the years they've created less spontaneity. Yeah, and there's so much of that from from the phantasmic cycle to the parade cycle to the fireworks cycle to your dining cycle. The, all these things are the blood that pumps through the heart. So the heart's still there. It's just not pumping right now because it's chock full of people waiting, not waiting in lines, walking lines. Yeah. Like the, the, yeah. the park has been given over to make space for distancing, for line waiting. So you've taken the heart out of Disneyland and what you've replaced it with is a socially distanced bones that needs space. Yeah. And, and so it's a necessary. So am I glad it's open? 100%. Are you going again soon? Yeah. June. We're going to go in June. In spite of everything? If everything stays the same, I mean, is it now you know what to expect so you can totally. reorient yourself Absolutely. for a better experience? Yeah. Okay. And it's not scalable. So I know this isn't staying. Like this, this is not, this is not the new normal. Like this, this is not doable. So I know they have other plans, and I know that I think by August this is. I hope my guess would be this is all kind of different, wrapped right. up. Right. You cannot have lines spaced out like that for eternity. Like this doesn't work. Yeah, that brings up a good question. We talked about this, I think, on last week's show, or maybe it was a couple of weeks. Like, uh, are the COVID measures that are up there? Is it? obviously temporary. I feel like it is. And even if they're not, it has to be because I went at, at a reduction in capacity, right? I went at 15 or 20%. Right. You talk about summer at Disneyland. Well, they boosted up capacity just this week. Yeah, like 40 or something. Uh, I think it's 30, 30%. Okay. So take that, take, take it at 75% during July. There's just Where no way, are those right? people going to wait? Right. Like you, yeah. I'm not even joking when I say like the line for pirates will end in Toontown. I'm not 
at 75% capacity. Right. And it's like, I'm not even joking about that. Yeah. And that's just not sustainable. So I think they go hand in hand. I think the lifted COVID restrictions and and Disneyland getting back to, they're just tied together because the, the social distancing pushes people out into the park in a weird way. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a gift real quick. Talk about that on the show. A lot. So Did I you give me a to, giant donut? Uh, no, I went from the to, Pantas uh, Kitchen. I went to Grand Central Market in Los Angeles and got you this mug. Are you, are you, can you can yeah, open, open it. Open up. You've seen me wear the hat. Oh yeah, I, I love, love this hat. I love the mug. That's a, a the Donut Man. This, a Donut Man L.A. mug. Yes, from the Grand Central. I Market. love it. Great donut store. You would love it. And I like that mug because it's two tone. It's just a dope mug. I love this. And mug. then there's something from Disneyland inside of it. Huh, you got me a pin. I got you a pin. Check it mean? out, buddy. Check it out. No! <laughs> oh my gosh, you got me a Vincent from the Black Hole yes. pin. Yeah. I can't believe they made this. I know, this. right? They've sold one, and I bought it. <laughs> They're like, wow, you bought the one Vincent Yeah, we pin. were wondering who was going to... We thought it would be a bobsleds guy. I can't believe... I. Does the, the head go up and down? It does something. <gasps> oh my gosh, the head crazy? goes up and down too. I hope you will pin that on your lantern and think about your wonderful buddy that you podcast I with can't. and ta- talked about the black hole for four hours <laughs> with. I love this. Uh, new listeners to our show will soon find out that episode five was our exhaustive First back coverage. of the vault. First we were back new. of the vault on, on uh, the black hole. I this makes me so happy. Yay. Thank you so much. Yeah, I loved it. I oh loved my it. gosh. When you saw this pin where you're like, I gotta get this. hundred percent. Like hundred percent. Yep. Like it's it doesn't matter what yeah. it doesn't matter what else I had my eye on. Yep. I am so happy about this. Yay. This will never get traded away ever. I mean you can if you want. No, it will never it'll never get traded away. Like this makes me so happy. Because I loved the black hole as a kid. The black hole is one of our uh, initial episodes of yeah. bobsleds. Why did they make a pin of this? A lot who, of, other than me, yeah. who is who is going to and wear? For, yeah, for this kind pin? of spoofy Reavens, even too. It's not like you. Ha- it, I don't know that you would buy that well, like, if you hadn't done the episode. I was <laughs> exactly who's buying this. Not ironically. Right. Not ironically. That's the thing. And even who's buying it ironically. Right. This is awesome. Thank you. And I love my Donut Man mug. Yeah. This is awesome. Oh, this is great. Thank Fun. you so much. Did you eat at Donut Man, by the yes. way? Yes. And how is it as a donut place? Pl- it's really shop? good, man. Is it really good? Yeah. It's really, go really there. good. I got to go down there. They do a strawberry donut, uh, or they do a donut cut in half, pulled open, then they put stra- fresh strawberries oh, in the middle yeah. of the donut. It's good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening to uh, episode 60, the first of probably many trip reports. Oh, and many trip reports. And, uh, yeah. What else? How, how can people connect with the show if they want to know more about me or you or Disneyland advice or, you know, whatever? That's any? a great question, Aaron. Good. And it feels new every single time you ask oh, it. Oh, good. Yeah. I just forget. And I want, I want to connect with you. <laughs> Tell me again. I want to connect with connect? you when we get out of this room. I want to make a connection. How can I do that? You can connect with us. In, if in, they're like vibing on us. If you're, if you're feeling the vibe, if you're vibing with us. Which, again, we're not sure whether that means that you're attracted to us or that you just understand what we're saying. I'm sure it doesn't mean that. But <laughs> but, but if you're vibing with us, uh, you can connect with us either by visiting bobsandbanthas.com, mm-hmm. uh, where you can find a little bit more about the show. You can email us, podcast at bobsandbanthas.com, if you have a show idea or a collaboration that you'd like to do with us. Um, we would love to hear from you. Last episode, we built an entire show around someone's suggestion. So if you have a suggestion for a show topic, we would love to hear it. Podcast at bobsandbanthas.com. You can support us by going over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bobsandbanthas. You can wear us at Tee Public. And of course, 
More than anything, you can just join us for the fun that we have over on Instagram. We're at Bob Suds and Banthas. Yeah. Those are the places that you can connect with us, and we hope you do connect with us. Yeah. Uh, we love making the show. We sure hope you've enjoyed listening to it. This has been Bob Suds and Banthas. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on this really fun trip report episode. Uh, we hope that you are headed to the park soon. Uh, if you have any questions about details about the park, you should certainly email us, right? Yeah, for sure. We'd be happy to answer DM those questions. DM us on Instagram or DM whatever. DM us on Instagram. Uh, reach out to us. We want to connect with you. We love our listeners. We love that you are part of, of this show. And so help us help help us for you to continue to be part of the show by reaching out to us, and we would love to connect with you that way. Uh, until next week, he's been Aaron uh, in a hotel room, I turn the air conditioning down to 61, which I believe is the California legal min that you can have. I like it cold. And I've been Scott. Only 61? I think that's as low as it goes, man. You got to go as low as you can. Yeah. If you can help me hack that thing to get it down to like 52. I really like a cold room. Me too. Like, I really like a cold room. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound, yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.